welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 30. I am not alone. It is not a solo show tonight, everybody. Woo-hoo. We got the, yeah, right? We got the yeah. band back together. We're really excited. I'm very and, excited. Right? Yeah, Brandon's not saying a word, so I don't know what he's... I didn't know if people still wanted to hear me speak after my uh, solo cast endeavor. <laughs> you did amazingly. Oh, yeah. You were great, dude. Christian, you're like, you're like my mom. You have to say that. I do. <laughs> More on that later. That's going to be after our first review. Moron. Which, by the way, well, you know, it's... What are you calling to... a moron? <laughs> I don't know, buddy. You tell me. There's a lady uh, present. How dare you? Oh, look at this guy. Segway. Segway champion. See, Brandon, you are talented. We have a darling young woman with us. Oh. Oh. On our podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. And and we don't have cameras on, so she doesn't have to see Christian's jug face. Oh. Well, it, oh. if anyone if anyone had to, I'm just the woman to do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sure it's in her mind's eye. <laughs> Holy oh shit. wow, we better move. And She's this, in a freaking rush is... to get out of here. <laughs> hey, and and, I, and I'm the real deal, not just some imitation girl. <laughs> oh man, there you it guys. is. <laughs> yeah, you guys are amazing. I didn't say one thing, but I didn't have to. So, holy shit. Well, and in case you don't know who that is by now, and you better, we've talked about her enough on the show because we love her and her movies. We are joined tonight by one of our favorites. She's an actress, a producer, and a director, Miss Lauren Ashley Carter. Hello, and thank Hello. you. Hello, thank you. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. Wonderful interview. I'm very happy. Oh, I love the love. Hey. We got tons of it. We got tons of it. I mean, whew, and don't even get me started about Darling. I could talk about that movie alone for half an hour. So I just, yeah. It was, on his, it was on his list. Of course it oh. was on my list. It's on a lot of people's lists. Damn straight. Yes. <laughs> so so we Thank love you, it. And de- definitely. Now, this show is going to be dropping right before. I mean, it, it, usually it takes 10 days or between 10 days and two weeks for the show to drop. After we record. So this show is going to be dropping right before Valentine's Day. And you know, most shows, right? Most shows are like doing like, you know, My Bloody Valentine. And okay. The original, the remake, the movie Valentine. Maybe Lover's Lane if they want to dig deep or whatever. We, <laughs> love is in the air though. Love is in the air. Because we are talking about the Hellraiser trilogy tonight. Yes. And love come and on. Desire. Desire, yeah. I mean, come on, it, it is a love story. Oh, it oh is. absolutely, right? Of and, course. Oh, yeah. Above anything else, it yeah. is a <laughs> sodomist's love story. Yeah. See, and Brandon, he he's very familiar with that, right? I just am. Sodomy. I I actually <laughs> yeah, just sodomy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's like, no puzzle boxes. Actually, I'm just good at puzzle boxes. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm like Tiffany in uh, part two. I just sit around doing puzzles all day. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> but yeah, love. I mean, what does love more than uh, chains and leather and hooks? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. You can't forget the hooks. No, never. No. We're flesh, uh, 
Where flesh is just an accessory. <laughs> and I, yeah, I was, I, uh, I read, I'm sure that we all read like the, the most recent interview with Barker, which was like, uh, in 2014. And I was just rereading it, um, before we did this, because I remember it was so fascinating to get all these juicy little, you know, tidbits. But one of the funniest ones that, uh, he, when he was talking about the love scene, you know, the, the flashback love scene that when, um, when it came to censoring it, they like took out a lot of the like sodomy bits, which weren't even so crazy. Like it was like a little slap on the ass and they, they were like, no, no, absolutely not. But, but put a knife in her face. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of course. And, and, uh, and one of the other ones was that they had him, you know, thrusting behind her and they agreed upon two thrusts, like two thrusts he said was acceptable but three was obscene <laughs> really? i'm with you on that i'm a two thrust minimum kind of guy yeah i'm a two thrust maximum <laughs> it's just me wow. <laughs> so they're okay with a two pump chump is what they're saying yeah, yeah right right I've, anything else i well they said obscene but probably intimidating was the was the word yeah. that very Do women not like the knife thing i i found that rather tame no the knife was okay yeah. Um, they they were fine with that, but it was the the ass slapping they cut out. I always mm. find why can't they just pull off the clothing? Clothing? Why does he have to cut it off? It's like he like just ruined a nice piece of clothing for. Her. I can't, oh, you know, totally. You, you establish that ahead of time. That. I'm going to cut your shit off. Yeah, you it's, have safe words. Everything. That's just how <laughs> she does shit. Like before she takes a shower, she just she's always cutting her clothes off. Like <laughs> yeah. comes in, she's like. Changing for the gym doesn't takes her shiv out. This was well before safe words, by the way, Brandon. I, I think safe words were something like the millennium created. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, we're we're very safe now. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, could a movie like Hellraiser this style even be made right about now? I don't even know if they would do it at the theater. I'm saying. Oh, well, God, no. I mean, well, I don't, I mean, you know, Don't Breathe got in and there is a whole turkey baster. So I, who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Brandon and I are not big fans of that movie. Dave, though, on the other oh, hand, loved it. Not a big fan I, of turkey. I don't, I don't get <laughs> I agree. I am also not a big fan of turkey. Cornish hens are, are much better. Yeah, maybe if it was a Cornish game hen based there, the movie would have gone up another point or two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least, you know, at least get creative there. Yeah, fuck turkey. (laughs) Seriously, here's what I don't get. How come every year everybody makes a big deal, like on Thanksgiving and on Christmas or whatever holiday they're celebrating? Oh, man, I can't wait for a turkey dinner. Why does everybody get so excited about turkey? When's the last time any of these assholes went out to dinner and ordered turkey at a restaurant? I eat a brisket. My aunt makes a brisket. <laughs> yes, much better. Yes, always, it's always it's always a good time for brisket. I don't yeah, know. any what? meat where you don't need teeth to eat it is fine by me. <laughs> I'm just so giddy that this conversation went to talking about turkey. It, it just makes me so happy. I couldn't do this on my solo cast. I'm sure Lauren is familiar by now that we swim in the shallow end of horror. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm so thrilled that you guys that uh, that were doing Hellraiser, and then I get to be here for the for the first one because that was the that was the first horror movie that I ever saw that I remember seeing. I'm sure my father had put them on when I was an infant, but I remember specifically around four years old, five years old, seeing Hellraiser. Wow, that wow. young, hey, wow, <laughs> yeah, that's and no yeah, wonder. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. 
Um, I don't, as far as the sex scenes, yeah. it's kind of funny <laughs> about it. sex. Like there were some movies that he, we let it play out, you know, like a lot of slasher movies, like just girls running around topless and stuff like that. But I do remember when Pulp Fiction came out, he made me close my eyes during the gimp scene and he like fast forwarded it. And so forever, I, di- I never knew what happened. I had no idea. I couldn't even guess what happened. And so then when I finally could watch it by myself and found that out, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, he totally deserved that fucking samurai death. Like, <laughs> fuck that guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, Hellraiser. I, I don't really – I don't remember the sex scenes. They don't stick out in my mind probably because it's just, you know, it's – it's love. It's just pure love um, between the two of them. Uh, but I, yeah, but everything else I just, I absolutely loved. Like Pinhead was my fucking favorite. I would have had a Pinhead Barbie doll if I could have. <laughs> yeah, Pinhead's I mean, terrific. I find it interesting that Pinhead was actually offered the role, Doug Bradley was actually offered the role <laughs> of either Pinhead or one of the movers. Right. right, and he was going to take the mover role because yeah. he wanted to have his face recognized. They didn't even recognize him <laughs> on set after they rapped at the, you know, at the post party, you know, because they had That's never hilarious. seen him out of makeup. Right. Your suffering will be legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put the fucking sofa into the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your daughter? Yeah. <laughs> at the mother's little pub bar, dead. Yeah, her mother's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So now, Lauren, you mentioned Hellraiser, and I, I, I think you told me that you are just a lover of Hellraiser. So does that mean the entire franchise? Yeah, I do. Um, I haven't, I haven't revisited the third one in a while, actually. Um, which was something that I was planning on doing before I talked to you guys. I know that we're only talking about the first one, really, but um, uh, this this protest happened, and I was like, all right, I gotta do something. But yes, I, uh, no, I love it. I love the fantasy of it all. And, um, I, I always love a horror movie that has some, uh, some sex in it. Uh, I think we all do. <laughs> Not Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I've always loved fantasy and I've always loved that, um, you know, that some of these films, uh, have a sense of humor to them, especially when you're playing into the fantasy and we've got people in like, you know, patent leather with like <laughs> fucking hooks going in all different places on their bodies. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's a fun ride It you, you don't have to think about it too much, you know, it, it kind of forces you not to, um, it just makes you feel really fucked up. And, um, and I, and I've always loved the idea of taking, images from our nightmares and um, these unreal things that you can't place or uh, make come alive, but they do, you know, like these hours of makeup. And I really, I just appreciate the, the art of it um, because they're like, you know, those are things that I can't, I can't do. I'm not good at doing that. Uh, so I love to watch it when other people can. They're, yeah. They're tremendous. Wow. So like, okay. Now I know you're a genre fan. I know you like horror movies. I've heard you talk about them. You talk about them on me, you talk about them on Twitter all the time and this and that. So I know you're into it. So you're talking yeah. Hellraiser. Now, do you prefer Hellraiser to like, is it like your favorite series? Or, or like, you know, if you're looking at like Friday and Nightmare and all the other uh, ones, is this like your your jam right here, Hellraiser? You know, it's definitely one of them as I've, you know, I was never, it was funny. I was never a huge uh, Freddy fan 
when I was younger. It He didn't scare me. It was almost a little bit too much. Like, I love Robert England, obviously. He's a fucking gem. But when I, but yeah, but growing up, it was not one that I went to. But then recently, you know, people have been going back and watching Dream Warriors again. Um, and there's been so many write-ups about, about that. So I went back and I was watching that. And I was like, damn, yeah, these are fucking awesome. What, I, what I've really been liking is that there, you know, people are... Uh, are bringing these movies back in different ways, you know, whether it's on Blu-ray or, or just revisiting, you know, younger generations now are starting to watch these and bring them back up again. And um, obviously we've got awesome theaters like uh, the Alamo Draft House showing these films again. And in New York, you know, we have IFC that does a lot at midnight. So, um, so it's been really great to like revisit all these things. You know, Phantasm was another one um, that has been coming back up so much. And um, that was another one I'd seen, at a young age, I love the, I love that series. Um, that one is, you know, um, I think a little, a little spookier to me than Hellraiser. Hellraiser is like, ooh, like really fun, uh, you know, like squealy and amazing. And um, Phantasm was always something that really spooked me. Um, that fucking ball, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. fear of death, was uh, I think. It, you know, something that we probably all had fucking nightmares about um, and definitely <laughs> made me stay out of cemeteries, at least, you know, for the, any any stripping purposes. Oh, the tall man. Christian is... wasn't scared of. Uh, you're not scared of. No, uh, ba- balls across my ball, chin. Balls yeah. flying at your face is your Saturday night. I mean... you, knew, you knew it was coming. Literally. It had to. Oh, yes. Fantasm uh, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, uh, Halloween was another favorite of mine. I was like, I, it, but it's ch- changed so much. Like every, every few years, my, um, my tastes change and what I go back and rewatch again, you know, uh, sometimes I like things a little less than I did. And sometimes I start liking things more the, yeah, but I really like that. I think it's really interesting and says a lot about growing up, I guess. But um, like when I was young, like, oh, Puppet Master was my shit. I made my father watch those over and over and over again. Um, and then I rewatched them recently and I was like, eh. Well, they're up to like know. 13 of them. Or I don't know how. They're, they're, they're over 10 now, I think, of, of Puppet right. Master. They don't, they don't hold up as well. <laughs> no, 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 they don't. They don't. But yeah, but some of them, some of them do surprisingly well. Like Phantasm, again, you know, with the, the other dimension, with the with the dwarves or the gnomes or I don't know the little Jawas, little people. Ewoks. Um, yeah. The Ewoks. Yeah. When I when uh when I watched it again, I was thinking, oh god, this. You know, I remember how silly it was, but there was there was still something really great about that. Um, how they kind of peek into that world in the first and don't really uh don't really explore it too much, but um, it's still pretty it's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, it makes it scarier that they don't yeah peek in yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and, and Sleepaway Camp, obviously there's like uh, a huge uh, gap between the first, all the actors, and then the second and third. But I, I love all of them, to be honest, in, a, in their own ways. They're very... Uh, they're so great. I, yeah, I do. They really each stand alone. The first one, oh my God, I... <laughs> I and uh, that one was never at the video store when I was younger. Someone always stole it, the first one. Mm. And I remember they kept replacing it, and finally Brandon. they just stopped. <laughs> it because they it, someone kept stealing it so I only watched the second and the third for a really long time and then um ended up uh, I think when I was in uh, high school maybe my senior year they came out with the sleepaway camp survival kit that had all uh, the first three and then the the mate what they, they were making oh. the first one and then yeah. it just 
funding <laughs> stopped or something happened. I don't know. So I ended up rewatching it then. And I was like, oh my God, this fucking movie, like the wardrobe, the lot, <laughs> the fucking dialogue. Oh my God. It's just, yeah, it's priceless. So, and that's something that I really appreciate about all these films, the dialogue, you know, you, you have a lot of suspense and not, um, you know, I know Barker was talking about Hellraiser and that he really kicked himself when, uh, he had these scenes with too much, uh, just exposition basically that he had wished that he hadn't written or that he didn't need, you know, he felt that he had to put it in, but that he wished that he wouldn't. And, um, I think a lot of the films at that time, when, when you look back, there's really not that much exposition. It's kind of like, you know, everyone's having a day and then some fucked up shit happens. Exposition yeah. in Hellraiser? That's that's funny because when you watch that movie, it's like you get thrown into that universe. Yeah, there's some backstory, but you needed the, the relationship right. between, um, I guess we're going to get into it in full, in, mm-hmm. in full detail. But it's funny that you say that. I remember him saying something from an interview that he didn't like old school monster movies saving the monster to the end of the movie mm-hmm. he wanted the monster to be right out there at the beginning and yeah you could definitely see that that's where he went with hellraiser like you have that opening scene and you already see the cenobites scene one right teaser but you see them right away and they're not in the you know and they and he keeps them in full light and it's not something that builds and i do love that and respect that uh, of his movies because he likes to keep things uh, in the light so much that mm-hmm. Lord of Illusions, which we talked about on another show, was pretty much all daylight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I. Yeah. I've always been a fan of that. I love. I love when horror movies, um, you know, put themselves in in daylight. And uh, yeah, you're never safe. <laughs> no time of day is safe. It's scarier. It's actually that's one thing I always I always said about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. is that. The shit that happens in the daytime, you know, when the, when Leatherface, you know, run the girl's running off his porch and he runs and grabs her and puts her on the hook, that whole thing. Yeah. It's, you know, middle of the day. Holy shit. That, that makes it scarier, you know? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Man, I tell you. You know, but, well, uh, oh, sorry, Dave. I, Dave, I just no, go ahead. one question that perplexes me. Mm. Why haven't you made a tea time video recently? <laughs> <laughs> Um, my friend actually that, uh, I, that wrote those and we, um, we created it together. He is now, he moved to LA and now he's living in, uh, New Orleans. And so we haven't been in the same state. So yeah, that's kind of, that's why tea time stopped. He, he's a writer. And so he's been just traveling a lot and writing a ton. Um, so yeah, so we haven't had a tea time in a long time. Those videos were great. I actually Thank tried you. making the yeah. uh, latkes, and when I was done, I did not have blueberry blintzes. <laughs> oh, God, that was yeah, so funny. Yeah. yeah, it was, and that kind of came out of me. We were just talking, and I'm like, should I say blintz, blueberry blintzes, blintzes, blintz? Hmm? And then he's like, he's like, yeah, just say that. And I'm like, okay. Oh, that's hilarious, hilarious. I had, a, I had a moment like that. We just recorded solo cast, and I was trying to say edited it. Edited it. Edited it. You still can't. Oh, edited it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Edited it. Edited it. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. So (laughs) I just dying when I heard that. Yeah. yeah. But the tea time videos, yeah, guys, go on YouTube and 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 check them out. There's only like a handful of them, but there's four. There's four, and then there's another one too. Yeah, the under the under. Is that the same writer? 
Under the covers. Yes, yes, it's us too. So we were going to do a whole bunch of them. And we, I was like, I honestly, we did it in his mom's apartment. And like, there's dogs like barking. And his mom was like screaming at us, asking what we wanted for dinner. And we're just, and it was really like, we're just like, mom, no, we're filming this thing. She's like, what are you guys doing in there? <laughs> Not doing anything weird. And anyway, we were doing it, and the whole time it was so hard to like not stop laughing, and we couldn't breathe because we were under this fucking sheet, and the like flash it was actually really hot. Um, uh, and yeah, so we did it anyway because we just like to make ourselves laugh, to be honest. And tea time kind of became this little, you know, small little hit with my friends and fans. And but under the covers was really wacky, and he and I had a really good time. But I was like, dude, I think this one might be too weird. And so, and we wrote that song together and like played it on his little Casio. And oh god, no, it was fucking hilarious. And I thought I, that was absolutely hilarious too. And yeah. and I would I would just not say anything if I didn't think so. All the all the episodes were hilarious. Like him, him some, in the background saying all the titles wrong, <laughs> saying all the movie titles wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Contagiousness yeah. when it was contracted. Yeah. <laughs> what about and, yeah, and your actually, blog? Those were all real questions too, and I um oh, yeah. we went through. I I answer really. I don't think I, I didn't have any pre-planned answers except for a couple, but most of them I just went off the the first whatever the first thing was that I said, and we just kept it. And then the blog started. Oh my God, I had a, I don't know, being an actor's, I don't know if you guys know this, but it kind of sucks. Um, I don't know if anybody's told you this. Like no. I know La La Land makes it look really awesome, but um, <laughs> it kind of sucks sometimes. So I had like, I had a couple medical issues. Everything's fine, but it was a little scary for a while at the time. And I was like in the, you know, I dog walk and um, pet sit to make money. And I was just running around like crazy. You know, I had um, Darling was, you know, I had my pic- my picture was on bus shelters and in the subway in New York and <laughs> it was on demand. And I had this great spread in the New York Times. I've been in there a couple of times with some nice reviews, but this one was a really beautiful picture. And, um, and it was on a day that I had this terrible audition too. And I got the New York Times and I was like, ah, it's me. And fuck <laughs> you. I, I am good. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, awesome. And I, yeah, I was just, but all this shit was happening and I'm like, fuck, I'm still fucking broke, man. Like these, you know, I don't like off Broadway doesn't pay anything. Um, and you're working your butt off when you're doing these plays and these films and, and, you know, and it's always been that way, right? It's always been starving artists, but the city has not always cost this much and the, um, our paychecks are getting smaller than they used to be. You know, there used, there wasn't this ultra low budget rate that there is now or ultra low budget, you know, and then, um, so we get $125 a day now before, uh, managers and agents and taxes. Wow. I read that. Um, on your, and, I read that. Wow. On your yeah. blog. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And a production assistant on, um, not on an indie film productions assistant on indie films are just, you know, eager children usually, or, uh, or people that are just very fucking nice. Yeah. And, um, and so production assistants, though, you know, on a regular movie, we'll get like $150. Um, so it was funny when I was, uh, when I was looking for production assistants for my short film that I was doing, uh, my friends gave me like professional production assistants that I didn't realize, you know? So I was like, oh, that'd be great to have a professional, you know, who really can help and like, and help us with time because most of the time you have to, you know, tell people what to do and they don't realize, you know, they can't lift things or they can't drive or whatever. So I was like, oh, this is great. And I said, um, you know, let's talk about rate. What would be good for you? And I'm thinking like 50 bucks a day, you know, cause I'm not paying myself anything. My actors are getting 125 
And he was like, oh, well, 150 is my rate, but we could talk maybe about like 100. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I have to be a fucking PA. What am I doing? I have 25 more dollars. Expensive um, coffee you're getting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I was, and, and all these, and um, and also then I, there was a, a pretty large exodus of actors that I knew that left the city, both either LA or New York, because they couldn't, you know, these shows aren't, and, and the thing with Off-Broadway as well is that, so you're making around $300 a week to be in rehearsals every day, to be doing a show in Manhattan, and you can't do any other jobs while you're rehearsing. And then when you do the show, it's only for three weeks. You know, you don't, it's a very limited run. So, you know, you quit whatever job you had and you might not get it back. Uh, And then you have to find another one after that. And rent is typically between 1,000 and, you know, $2,000. That's like, you know, like the lowest that you can pay unless you're living in a room with eight other people, which can make you kill yourself. So yeah, I, I just kind of had this moment. I'm like, fuck, I'm 30. I'm turning 30, which I, I don't care anything about like my fucking, you know, face or anything like that or getting old. It's just was more the, you have these expectations, right. Of where you should be and what should have happened by now and all the work that you put into it. And I can look back and say, I've got these wonderful credits and I've done these great things I'm very proud of, but I'm so scared that if God forbid medically anything happened to me, you know, I'd be absolutely fucked. And, um, and I just thought, you know, it was just making me very, quite depressed. And, um, and also you're not working as often, you know, you're, you're in between gigs and, you know, I do about maybe one movie a year, been lucky, maybe, maybe two, they take about, anywhere from three to six weeks to make, and then you're done. And that's not very much time. That's a lot of time to not be working. And so I thought, fuck, I have to do something. I have to figure this out. Um, So I wanted to navigate the Actors Fund because everybody told me about how wonderful they are and how they can help. And I thought, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I can, they can help me find a job. Maybe they can just help me keep sane and all this. And, uh, and then maybe if I can navigate that, I can tell other people how to so that they don't have to leave the business so that we can and help each other and be there for one another since, um, you know, the unions really aren't that much. Um, I know that people fight for them and I'm so glad that we have them, but something has to be done about this 125 a day and $300 yeah. a week. And I know that they have, they, uh, Actors Equity has talked about renegotiating and they did pass something where they're going to raise it anywhere from 30%, they said, but whether or not they're implementing this, I don't know yet. And I don't know if they have to, to be honest. Um, I know that they're pushing for it, but you know, at the end of the day, actors are still going to take work because we love what we do. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely a way that, that we get exploited one of the many ways. Um, Jesus. so I, uh, yeah, I started writing again and that's kind of how I started. I was writing before I was acting when I was very young and second grade, I was writing plays and having my friends perform them. And I continued to do that in college a little bit but then once I moved here to New York it just became all about the auditions you know I was just really trying and going to as many as I possibly could and um and then I stopped writing I stopped reading I stopped doing everything except for auditioning and pulling my fucking hair out and I stopped singing I stopped doing many things that I really enjoyed and I just found myself in this place finally where I'm like what is this hamster wheel that I've created for myself so I started writing again and I wanted to be 
I actually, my friend's a professional blogger and it was kind of, she thought, oh, maybe we can find a way for you to make money from blogging. And then I realized that I'm not, I'm just, I just don't think I'm good at making money guys. Um, <laughs> so I just ended up writing instead, but it's, uh, from doing that now I've, I've started writing a horror novel and I'm going to hopefully wow. have a draft of that finished soon. Wow. I hope. Well, you know, wow. one thing, one thing's for sure. Awesome. You made Brandon feel better about a solo cast. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, let let my life be a cautionary tale. (laughs) You've achieved a lot. You're doing your thing. You're living your dream. And I'm still living at home. And I'm rapidly approaching. That's not what I was getting at. No. That's what you're getting at. That's not what I was getting at. Lord, that story was amazing. You know, most people don't are not aware of that. And I just want to bring back. I don't mean to make light of that and go right back to your blog, but. Oh, yeah, that blog, I read one line that I that like I almost spit my water. It was so funny, and it's crude, but you wrote it, so it's okay. You <laughs> talk about running in snow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, pussy deep, yeah, pussy deep, yeah. Right? I was running through snow, pussy deep. I lost my yeah. mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it was for me. It was for me because so all the guys, right? I'm five foot one, five foot two, and um, and we go out there, and I didn't know. So we we're looking at it, and we couldn't practice because the snow is perfect, right? And we can only do it a couple times where Joe can get a wide without it looking like we've already trampled through the snow. He wanted it to be perfect. So we know it's going to be deep, but we don't know what it's going to be like. So and Joe's running with us with the fucking camera because you know he operates. So. We go out there and I, shit you not, I, it was so hard for me. I was like, I'm physically hard, but I, I was like laughing my fucking ass off. So I don't know what I did with my face, but I knew that I was going to ruin the take if I laughed. So instead I have this open like a mouth and I'm like kind of smiling and I just try to make it sound like a cry. It was just, I don't know what it, like I tried, to, I watched back, you don't see much of it, but I was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> it's very as I as soon as we did it, I wasn't moving because it was right up in my fucking vagina, and I it stopped my hips from moving forward. So like I couldn't, I literally couldn't move my hips. I'm just like blocked. It was like moving through like fucking mud, and um and the guys, it's going up to their like the knees and their thighs, so they're kind of like tromping over it. And meanwhile, I'm just like waiting through this, just like you know, we get back inside and everyone's like, like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, you guys had no fucking problem. Like I'm fucking pussy deep in this shit. I'm like Walt yeah. Disney down there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was, it was a ride though. And I just thought, I was like, they're going to catch me. I mean, really, if this is happening, like these guys, like I'm done for, there's no way. Damn. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So are, are some of these things what contributed to you uh, going into directing now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the directing thing happened because I was introduced to Rebecca Blaine Carton, this actress who had written the script um, introducing Parker Dowd about a woman who loses an acting job to her dog and the dog becomes very successful. And she, uh, my friend Michael Master, this wonderful actor and director, said, um, because I uh, produced Bereavement and, um, and he was in that, and he says, you know, I just had such a great time on that production and I was wondering if you could, um, maybe you could help her and tell her where to start because she's, she's never been in film, she's never made one. And she was very frustrated and about to give up acting as well when she wrote this and she said, it's kind of my last thing. I'm going to do this. If nothing happens, then I, I can't do it anymore. So we talked a lot and I really liked her and I said, um, 
you know, well, I'd like to try to produce this. So I just produced my first short and I'd love to, to keep doing and, and seeing uh, if, if I'm any good at this or not. And then when talking to my friends, they said, well, does she have a director yet? And I said, no, uh, she has a crew that she's kind of, you know, she just found uh, crew members just randomly online. So I didn't know any of these people uh, at all. And they said, well, why don't you pitch yourself to her as the director? So I called her and she was like, yeah, absolutely. So we got into that. That was pretty nuts because it, you know, it's a dog. I'm directing a dog, <laughs> which everyone says, of course, you know, no dogs, no children. Uh, but I'm a dog walker and I've been around them for nine years now. And I was like, I, I think I'm going to be okay with this. I feel com comfortable. And it was fine because I'm so used to being around dogs and them doing or not doing what you say and doing whatever the fuck they feel like. So I have a, I have a lot of patience and I babysit as well. So I'm like, I, I, have, I have a lot of patience when it comes to, to, to little ones and furry ones. Uh, big ones, not so much patience. But um, yeah, who can blame you, uh, right? <laughs> human ones um right so, uh yeah so we did that and I uh you know it was it was really fun I had a great time it was of course incredibly stressful because you we don't have much time I think we shot it in um was it Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday so four days I think we had 13 locations um wow, and, really? and it was a yeah, and we had a lot of actors, like a lot of different actors, you know, that are only coming in for one day. We have different makeup people every other day. You know, you have to deal with New York City. Like, we're in a lot of locate, like, people, like, we need people to open a space for us. We only have limited time with the space. We can't tell people to be quiet, you know. It was a lot of just luck and asking for favors. But I had such a wonderful time doing it. I, it wasn't, it wasn't so awful. And I thought, well, let's, uh, let's try and do a feature now and see what that feels like. And if people, if I like it and if people like my work and then maybe I'll continue. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but I will say I, I was just, just drenched, like just soaking up the power of it all. Like just being listened to when you tell people to be quiet and then they just do it. <laughs> it was just not right. a, like I, I've been in films where I have to do a huge scene and you know, you're just like, you know, everyone's just talking or laughing and making jokes about pussy deep snow. And you're like, I'm trying to concentrate here. Um, and nobody listens to you. And it's so frustrating because then you end up screaming, you know, cause you you try to ask nicely and nobody gives a shit. And then you end up screaming your head off for, for silence. So, yeah, it's nice to be listened to and obeyed. <laughs> nice. Awesome. You hear that, Brandon? Yeah. Listen right. to and obeyed. Yes. Brandon <laughs> likes to be on the other end of that. He likes to obey and he likes people telling him what to do. So Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a submissive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just ask Black Phillip. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's really what that was. But I'm, I've, to be honest, every director that I've worked with, I've had a really nice experience with. So, um, yeah, I've, on the other hand, I've had some producers that I, um, that I was like, that's what, that is why I started producing. Cause I was like, uh, do you have to treat people like shit? Does this have to happen? Do we really? have, do we not feed people? Is that okay? Um, how is this how it is? So I really, I was complaining a lot. I was being, I was being a little bitch face and I thought, you know what? I have to either shut up or I have to do this myself and see what it's like and then shut up or, or don't shut up and don't work with people like this anymore. Um, so, so that is why I, I started uh, producing. Well, that's Very awesome. Cool. Too. Cool. Yeah. And the, the, the movie you're directing, it's going to be, I think you told me like a, like a dramcom or whatever they're supposed to be called. Yeah, it'll, uh, yeah. You can, you could say that it's definitely on the drama side, but, um, but everything I do, will have comedy in it. Just that's my, 
that's just who I am and how I see things. That's why I'm, I'm so in love with Korean horror films and dramas. They, they always have an element of comedy, many of these directors um, across the yeah. board, and the actors as well. And it's very human, and I think because we all do it. You know, I mean, if you look at social media even, you, you see people struggle so much that every now and then they, like, they put in something silly or completely non-politically motivated because we just crave that, you know? I mean, more than ever, I think my friends and I are sending each other stupid videos because we just can't, I mean, my heart can't fucking take it. I've been just crying all the fucking time. And then I just, you know, put on like Married with Children or some comedy show, some old British comedy show or something to make myself laugh because I just can't take it. So that will always remain. And no matter what movie I do, um, there, there will be comedy. There will be comedy. Nice. It was good to see. And I know we got to get to the review quick because we don't have you all night. But uh, it was, that's, that's the thing about the Tea Time video was to see the videos, pardon me, was to see you in, in, in a comedic role it was very cool and refreshing because I had only seen the horror stuff. So to see that, I was like, oh, wow, look at this. Because even the horror movies you've been in, they're pretty they're pretty straightforward. There isn't really yeah. comedy in the in, you know, in those movies. No, so. no. No, no, the poor, the poor ladies I have. I like Pod was oh, the yeah. one time that I could really be like, I just wanted to be this fucking bitch. Like, I was very excited about that. And I, I, <laughs> when I watched it, I thought it was very funny because I'm like, I know a lot of people watch it and they're like, oh, this woman. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. I'm awful. She's so awful. She's so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, I'm like really, really being an obnoxious human right now. But I, I thought it was very funny for me. And, and you know, if I, if, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Right on. Right. And speaking of love. Mm. <laughs> Jeez, I'm, I'm, writing, I'm writing this down. He's writing all of it down. Can't love yourself how you love someone else. Okay. And that is that is the the, the wonderful RuPaul. Oh, yes. nice. This is very Valentine's-y. See? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so there is. Yeah, there is so much, especially with Julia. I mean, the oh. so much sensuality of just her makeup alone. I mean, she didn't. She doesn't even have to talk. That that eyeshadow just oh. does everything for her. <laughs> Amen. And that hairstyle. Ooh, and oh. they really oh. like. And I also lo- like. She, she just knows she is hot shit. It's pretty that confidence. Like if I could just have just a fucking drop of that, I'd be on fire. What? Get, get out of here, you. I, yeah, okay. I you won't get, say nothing. You just got a famous Dave Z. What? <laughs> she did get one. <laughs> it's true. Okay, Brandon, yes. drop it, man. Drop the synopsis because we, we're official. Yeah. Even though we have Lauren here, we still got to be official. Cause All right. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Your, yeah, you guys, you do your, your format. I don't want to mess this up. We're I, very I fucking professional. First, we're going to do an interview with you. <laughs> Now talk about oh. everything you just talked about. I'll hit record. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> Start again. Yeah. Start again. Take okay, it the drop it. All right, Hellraiser, 1987, written and directed by Clive Barker. An unfaithful wife encounters the zombie of her dead lover. Demons are pursuing him after he escaped their sadomasochistic underworld. Uh, a zombie? You, yeah, I know. That, he is I a read- zombie. <laughs> he is a zombie. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, so. you know, you know, I always go with the trusty B, IMDb, uh, and yeah. uh, it's a little bit of a weird synopsis, but uh, he is a zombie, technically. Makes you laugh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's very yeah. late night cinematic softcore porn, Frank yes. and Julia. You gotta love it, you know. I I don't not love it. No, you did say you didn't love. You weren't a big fan of these movies, so rewatching them now. What's your initial thought, Brandon, going into this? You know, fresh because you said you hadn't watched this in a few years. The first one moves at a interesting pace. It's a little slower than I want it to be. There it, is too much of Frank and Julia. Really? Wow. Yes. Hmm. I don't think there's enough. How sad. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Now, do you mean do you mean of do you mean of like real Frank and Julia or or zombie Frank and Julia or both? Real Frank and Julia. Real zombie Frank, Frank and Julia. And Julia okay. I love. Okay. What? There's like five minutes of Frank and Julia shit. There's the the thing. Hi. Yeah, so, it could have been, so it could have been three minutes then. It was supposed to be such a passionate affair. I didn't think they had a big long relationship. I figured they screwed once, and and it was so good that that, that was it. He and, and I think they told you the whole story there. The problem for me with with the film is three of these they four characters that. are so unlikable. Julia is such a bitch. Frank is such a disgusting perv. And Larry is such a just naive idiot. Pussy? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he is. And okay, he's a pussy, but he's a nice guy. He's a good father. He's a nice guy, but you know what? He reminds me of me. Like, lets people walk all over him. It's like, <laughs> oh, enough said enough. Stand up Here for yourself. Go. Here we go. <laughs> and Kirsty just saves the film. Even though Kirsty's a little bitch herself sometimes. I mean, why is she yelling at everyone in the pet store? It's her first day, and she's just yelling at everyone. <laughs> Yeah, put those crickets back. <laughs> Let the oh, guy eat on. some crickets. He's a homeless vagrant. You don't know he's a demon yet. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're spoiling everything. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> it's been 30 years. Hopefully you've seen the movie by now. As you can see, we don't start necessarily at the beginning either. We <laughs> jump all over the place. Yeah, we don't walk through. Right, yeah. The yeah. puzzle box. They should have had more puzzle box. Oh, but you get, so, you get so much puzzle box in the in the other series, though. Yes, yes, but yeah. in the in the first one, like I feel like it probably would have been better to do more backstory. Then that's why I prefer the second one because they get more okay. into depth of the puzzle box. Well, that's what I'm saying. You I get dropped right into it. Sorry, Lauren, go go right ahead. No, I was just gonna say I just love how how sweaty everyone is. Where, yeah. <laughs> like everyone's so sweaty. Which is just such a contradiction for like most of the, like well first of all they were actually shooting in England so it's just very funny but even when he goes to get the puzzle box from those people just like the sweat I just thought God is this I it it just seemed a little much with the sweat to be yeah honest. it's supposed to be Morocco where he gets the puzzle box from the uh, right. from the old man and it's just it, yeah very sweaty yet the Cenobites don't sweat yet they're wearing that <laughs> skin tight leather that just doesn't breathe. <laughs> Oh, what bothered me about not, that opening scene? He pays for that box. It's like, it was always yours. I'd be like, can I get my money back then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. That is, a, that is a pretty dick thing to say to yeah. somebody after they give you money. I think he meant it was always yours simply because of his yeah, dark desire. lust and desires. Th thank you. I, <laughs> I and now, now I, I do want to ask, so he had been, all right. They had, you know, given him pain and pleasure from beyond his wildest dreams, yada, 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 when he first had the puzzle box, right? And that's why he's dead. But then he comes back to life because... Yes. Larry cuts okay. himself moving to bed. Because Larry <laughs> fucking cuts himself because, yeah. All right. With that. Oh, yeah. That's, I love that, too, against that oh. nail, that awful oh, my nail. God. It's, 
so good. It makes me um, wince. It's the only thing oh, that makes yeah. me wince in this whole fucking movie. I had a term. <laughs> I'm like, ah, every time I see it, it's uh, yeah, oh, it's slow motion. The Wait, I gotta piece. ask if oh. anyone noticed one thing when when Frank is re- is um, killed and all the his flesh and his body parts are twirling on that big pillar. Did anyone yes. notice that there were two penises on there? Yes. 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 Well, <laughs> yeah. Why does he have two? And <laughs> no, is... I, well, that's, that was one of my <clears throat> questions too about all of this was that, yeah. So then when he dies again, so is it that he always had a soul, but no, his soul belongs to them. So it was just surprising that he could go through everything twice. Yeah, is but it the second diff- time yeah. is different, right? The first time was pleasure and pain and the whole thing, yada, yada. But the second time, I guess, You're is ripping just... ripping his soul apart? Ah, thank you, Pinhead. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then we find out in the next movie that he's in hell being teased, but that's, you know, we can't get there. But it is it still so is all pleasure and pain, because the Cenobites right, can't right. tell the difference because they're so far removed from being human. Yeah, but it sucks enough that he wants out and he never wants to go back again. So it, it really fucking sucks. There's maybe yeah. like uh, probably the best pleasure you have ever had in your life for five minutes and then nothing but pain. You're getting sodomized the rest of the time. Yeah, that's a horrible know? trade-off. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what you get, yeah. you know? Well, no. And how about that guy? You think the guy in Morocco that sells it, he's obviously involved with uh, with this whole clique because it comes back to him at the end. So this guy's just getting rich. Maybe he's a Cenobite. Maybe he's like the bum guy or maybe he's, you know. I, I view know. the yeah. vagrant as the protector of the box, and the old guy is the keeper of the box. Yeah, they, but they don't the explain bo- that at all. Like, you really have no. to draw conclusions. <laughs> so yeah, yes. yeah, because then you have to be like, oh, is it like the the you know the the genie in the lamp, and that whoever owns the lamp then controls the genie. So this guy controls the Cenobites, which would that make him the devil, or are these just some demons in hell? There's a lot of other ones, but these are just his. Hmm. He's Leviathan, huh? Interesting. Wow. I don't know. Well, it's in the Hellbound Heart. Has anybody read that that book or no? That novella? I have yes. not read it. Me either. Yes, but in, like in high school. Right. Me too. In high school. Yes. Exactly. And now, and I, and now I know there is much more eroticism in the novella. Is that correct? That's what I've heard, anyway. I remember. The I believe that is true. I just wonder if there's more pictures. <laughs> Yes. I remember um, this. Christian had the novella, right? But you sold it? <laughs> After I got him to sign <laughs> it. Christian's After, famous yep. for selling everything he gets signed by Clive Barker. <laughs> he <laughs> traded it for, for Lady Chatterley's lover. <laughs> <laughs> you know me well. He's like, no, I want, I want the female perspective. <laughs> Here's what I remember from the novella. That lead Cenobite, as he is referred to in this movie, because the pinhead thing didn't come till later, and lead Cenobite was sexless. And if you see pictures, there are breasts. So in other words, Mm. there was almost like two female Cenobites in the novella, or a female and another sexless being. Okay. That's what... I remember that the most. That's what struck me when I... Because of course I read it after I'd seen the movie. Was that Priest? Was that the original pinhead? That was, I don't know. was originally called Priest? Uh, maybe it was Priest. You know, now that you said that, it just popped into my head. Like, you yeah. Did you years. sex this, like, with no genitalia or hermaphrodite with both? I don't remember. I just remember breasts were involved, so maybe it wasn't. Christian, you have both. What, what do you consider yourself, <laughs> sexless or not sexless? <laughs> what? <laughs> do you it. identify as a Cenobite? Is that what it is? I do. I do. 
Are you pansexual? <laughs> Pan? <laughs> Get me back for all those podcast jokes. We're okay. having a good time. All right, female Cenobites, as long as she's here. Lauren, let me ask you this. Um, you're aware of the fact that they're doing a new Hellraiser and they're bringing in new Cenobites and, and a new Pinhead. And apparently, this is supposed to be something we're supposed to look forward to. At least, that's the hype. Um, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I argue a lot with people over movies and things. And that's why I've been asked many times to review, to actually like, uh, write reviews. I've been asked to judge, um, new films coming out. And, uh, Larry Fessenden and I both talked about this, that we both decline and will not do that because, um, we, it's just very subjective. And I don't think that I'm, I have a great vast knowledge of all films that I can compare and contrast to. And at the end of the day, it's taste. And I disagree with people very often about many, many, many movies. And, and, um, you know, it's something interesting. My friend Jackson Stewart, who, uh, wrote and directed Beyond the Gates, which I really, really love that movie. Uh, he, when, when he was premiering at a Brooklyn Horror Fest, he said, please, 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 if you like this movie, share it on social media, tell all your friends about it. If you don't like this movie, don't say anything. He said, we're such a small movie. Like we, we can't take, we can't take the, the bad stuff. Like even if you like it and try to help, you know, there's, it, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be a struggle. So, you know, keep it to yourself. And I, uh, I thought that was a really, a really uh, cool thing to say and it's very true it's like uh, you know these movies if they're not going to do well they're not going to do well you know you don't need to fucking help the case but uh, help the cause right. but you can talk about it you know with friends and that's okay but just don't diss the shit Dave didn't you give that one a bad review no I gave it 8 out of 10 <laughs> as a matter of fact you bastard you you I gave got... it eight... oh, okay I don't know I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, it was... yeah. I, and I, so I've always been It's yeah it's been hard for me to uh, I get so caught up in like this stuff because I don't want to piss somebody off, and it's like you know, fuck my movies then, right? So I don't make anybody any enemies, but um, I feel fine saying about like any remakes that they do immediate, like these immediate remakes that uh, American film will do based on foreign film, you know, that that did well. I'm like, why? I don't. Yeah. Can we not read yeah. subtitles? Is it really that hard for you? Is it really that? Especially in a horror movie, there's not that much dialogue anyway. Like, I don't want to read our movies. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't get, get it. And I don't. And I, and I don't get remakes. I haven't. Yeah. The only remake that I think that was like fine in the entire world was an affair to remember, and it's like you know, and and there's not even high stakes in that movie. So I don't. I, I just say why. I, I write something else. God, I don't know. It's, wow. Fucking weird to me. Okay, okay. So you're saying <laughs> if they approached you to be the female yeah. Cenobite in this new Hellraiser, you would say no? Yeah. Well, how much money are we talking? Oh, okay. 125 <laughs> a day. No! <laughs> Wait, plus, no, I would say plus no. 30% more. Plus 30% more. No, I would, I would absolutely say no. No, no, no. <laughs> Wouldn't do it, no. I was just thinking because you're uh, a Hellraiser fangirl, so to speak, that maybe, I don't know. I had to ask because I know they're missing it. Well, you also have to consider so the $125 a day it's not just that it's also your anytime you shoot a movie especially a horror movie you are being put through hell um I don't care how nice the fucking people are the because you know there's no money and so there's everybody's everyone is sacrificing everyone the director more than anybody else but but you know it's it's going to be cold or it's going to be hot you're going to be half naked or you're going to have too many clothes on like you're going to be running around screaming from someone or you're going to be running screaming towards someone and 
there it's just very difficult so not only you know having the ultra low budget but you have to consider all right how, what is this how much does this mean to me and to me doing a remake i for $125 a day i would, I would absolutely have to say thank you but no thank you that's great and I, I get that that for the financial reasons aside if you were offered to do that movie, let's say they were going to do Darling 2. Well, they can't, but let's just say, because I love that fucking movie. Okay, Darling 2 on the move. You mean a, <laughs> to do a sequel? Not necessarily a sequel. A great, just any other movie. Let's say you had the offer on the table. Financially, it was the same. And there was this new Hellraiser movie, and there was just some project to be unnamed. Any, any project, the horror movie, whatever. It came up and you could choose. Would you choose the other one because you don't want to shit on, on Hellraiser or would you choose this because you want to be involved in Hellraiser? That's what I'm getting at because you're a fan. So I've, I've never had the opportunity to ask an actor, uh, you know, if they had like a personal reason to want to be into something, into a movie or, or not to be in it, be, right. you know, just fi- financial reasons aside. Right. So, so you're saying this one is a whole new, it's not a remake of anything. They're creating like a new story or new, like what, I guess, well, in this case, I would have to read it then. I'll go with that. I would absolutely have to read it. Maybe you it's give a it a fair shake. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I always do, I'll read, I, I get some emails from people and I'm like, what is this? Um, but I'll say, yes, send it to me. I always read them. I'm I'm hoping that by some stretch of the imagination, someone's reading or or, or listening to this reading, I'll be okay. And they're involved in that movie. Some and Lauren, okay, a big stretch. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. And also, as a fan, you know, you just hope that everyone's heart is in the right place and that everyone loves it in the same way you do. And that because sometimes by the time these scripts, the scripts can be amazing, right? And then by the time they get handled and then passed, and when investors come in and produce and other people you can go from this wonderful magical script and then people start changing things and their heart's not in the right place maybe not the director or the creator of it but other people involved so it that's the other thing too you know and i I know you guys are we've all read those stories right like where something starts out as this wonderful thing and then by the end it's like ah what happened um so so there is something to be said about there there is something to be said about a small amount of money you know that yeah you don't have people can't get it you know they can't uh, get their clutches on it and then take control over it and make it you can make it what you want it to be once once you get that money rolling in there then a lot of people have a lot of things to say and and they own your ass well i'm just i was just trying to get you uh yeah. you know get you in there right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I want... appreciate it yeah. i <laughs> I just want to wear latex, guys. Okay, I'm, I was fucking lying to you. I'm, I want it. I want the latex. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the plan fucking... is to stick with the original Cenobites. It's supposed to be a, a return to Kirstie Cotton and her daughter. See, mm. some yeah. thirty years later, and now the daughter's being terrorized. Yeah, so pinheads in it, female Cenobites in it, uh, and the rest, Butterball and um and Chatter. Chatter. Chatterer, Chatterer, and and Deep Throat. Oh, man. What if she gave birth to a Cenobite? That'd be so cute. Can you imagine a baby Cenobite? Uh, wow. Baby, I hope baby. you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Deep Throat was the name of the female Cenobite. Yeah. <laughs> While she does have a pussy on, on her neck. So. No, that was, was the actual name of the Cenobite, really? but it was too risque, so they just had to go with, with crediting her as female Cenobite. Get uh, the fuck out of here. That was her name, was Deep Throat. 
Why would why would Pinhead not have a name, but she's going to have a name? Pinhead wasn't really supposed to be necessarily a standout. Chatterbox and Butterball were supposed to have dialogue in the film, but because of their makeup being so heavy and restrictive, they couldn't deliver their lines. Yeah. They couldn't even see, I heard. They literally were blinded, these two guys. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. They don't even kill Pinhead last. In fact, yeah, he's, he's the first he's to the go. First one, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the re- only mistake. In they re-edit movie. that in the sequel for the yeah. recap. And then Pinhead's the last to go because they realized at that point how mm-hmm. big Pinhead had become as an icon. Right. And right. and that and then he became the focal point. But And they still never have enough Pinhead, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I agree. Oh, totally. I just want Pinhead. I want a mockumentary about Pinhead. <laughs> that's all you get pretty much for the rest of the movies. He makes a little cameo appearance in them and then boom. He's out. Yeah. That's all yeah. okay. I, I, he, he just washes his face with Q-tips. It takes him five <laughs> hours. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice. Do, do, you, do you guys find that Frank's voice... Now, I heard some rumors they overdubbed the actors because they had yeah. British accents or whatever, but his voice does yeah. not match his character. It's even worse when he's get the, gets the first little uh, drops of his brother's blood and comes back in a, in a really good reverse scene, I might add. I love awesome. that sequence. But oh, when he yeah, sees yeah. Julia Fantastic. and he's got that skinny, that, that makeup is not good, in my opinion. And when he talks, what makeup? When, that first makeup, when he first uh-huh. sees Julia and says, don't look at me. And then I find that <laughs> that part is very silly. He looks like a bad ghoulie Muppet. Ooh. A bad ghoulie oh. Muppet. Yeah. Wow. See, I, on the contrary, I, I was, I'm very impressed for what they had to work with. Yeah, so was I. Who? Me too. I'm shocked. You guys, you guys are impressed with the. I multi- thought it looked great. Yeah, like, I re- I still oh. do. Yes, I, I I think that I even the last time I watched it, which was like a couple months ago, I remember going, "Man, wow, isn't that great? Look at that! Wow, I think that's exactly what I said." So fuck you. No, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't accept your fuck you yeah. because the rebirth was beautiful. <laughs> the rebirth was beautiful. <laughs> It, I don't. I can't accept it. And then the rebirth is, <laughs> is beautiful. And then when she clobbers the first guy with a hammer, and this is when it gets really good. The, oh, I love this part. And then oh, he yes. comes back. That's when he starts looking okay. better. He's like, oh, I'm starting to hurt again. But I found the in-between. I just I just found it a little bad. I don't. Who, and again, who knows the order in which it was shot, though? Because there was a lot of budgetary issues with the special effects. In fact, towards the end, when the effects get supposedly really cheesy and bad. Yes. Um, you know, Clive Barker said he was drunk out of his mind when they when they did those effects, and they were lucky there were effects at all. Yeah, are you but talking I, about that I little tentacle looked, creature? I thought it all looked very well. <laughs> yeah, that notch. little tentacle creature that comes zooming out at them uh, down the, the maze hallway is a little... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Guardian? That's yeah. a misstep. Yeah. It's cheesy, but it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I'm not taking it too seriously. Hey, I'm being harsh on this it, movie because I have to draw fun. some it criticism. It is funny for like all the all the practical effects, and then all, all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? It looks like <laughs> God. What is it? It definitely it get, has a little Power Rangersy vibe to it. <laughs> uh, it's like Belial like, from Basket Case. Like, it's yeah. still the second most vile thing in the movie because we all know after watching Hellraiser that the most vile thing is Steve's shirt at the end. <laughs> that. <laughs> Shirt. Steve. Oh my God, oh, Steve. Oh, that he's shirt. A, that shirt. He's just a terrible character. I think he's the like oh, he's a terrible character. Oh eating yeah. That's yeah. Really, yeah. I want to try that cigarette thing though. I don't smoke. But I want to try putting that cigarette in my mouth. You know. Isn't that from like Greece? 
It is from Greece. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Greece, yeah, yeah. No, Greece two. Greece two. On the board first, Greece two to Arthur two and Caddyshack two apparently. <laughs> really? Oh yes. Oh my God! Wow, you See? just watched those, didn't you? Right. We revisited <laughs> them, of course. Yeah, but I was a little upset because Arthur two and Arthur two is classic. On the rocks. No, <laughs> you cannot. Come on. I'm sorry. I love Arthur. He can wow. and he does. Lauren, this I is do. what we got to put up with. Arthur 2. No Arthur one likes two. that It's movie. got IOL in it. It's got instant on lighting. <laughs> and it's got a young Kathy Bates. <laughs> it's no Grease 2. I'll tell you that much. Now, Grease 2 is the shit. I sing Cool Rider at karaoke all the time. Oh, I love that song. Of wow. course you do. How could you not, you know? Yeah. Cool Rider. Wow, that's fucking great. That's I, sing, great. I sing Christopher Cross every time I go to karaoke. Oh. <laughs> Chris okay, Arthur. guys. All right, Arthur. What, all right. We gotta be. We gotta be real quick. What would Pinhead sing at karaoke? Ooh. Oh, that song. Where they sing that Who song when he says that "Tell Your Soul Apart." You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you think he'd be that literal? Yeah, I guess so. He'd like he'd sing it super serious and then like look over and wink. <laughs> That's a damn good question. You should have emailed us that question before. Mm-hmm. What would he say? My body lies over the ocean. It's got to be a little heavier. I was thinking, Judas Priest. What if, like, Judas what if like, or like Hold Me Now by the Thompson Twins. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe you know the <laughs> Thompson, Thompson Twins. Is like, now I'm thinking I'm breaking the law from Judas Priest. I think he'd sing something from Kaja Gugu. <laughs> just make Besides that up. Too Shy? <laughs> no, Too Shy Shy. Of course not. Too Shy Shy? Hush, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Maybe How sing that know? duet from uh, Friday the 13th 5 with uh, that Damon sings. Demon? Ooh, baby. Demon? Hey, baby. Ooh, baby. I'm losing my voice again. Yeah, holy shit. What, what are we on to here? Oh, my God. I'm just pissed off that I can't remember. The, oh, the gypsy, the acid queen. The acid queen. Yeah, that that's the song. He'll tear your soul apart. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 Oh, you win. <laughs> yes, as usual. Yes. And the Who are from London, and this movie's in London. So, boom, we're back to the movie. I'm, I'm also interested. I wonder about, um, like, what came first, Pinhead or those, those things at Spencer's with the, with the blunt nails that you'd put your face in, in your hands? Oh! <laughs> right, like that Nine Inch Nails video when they're in the whole video talking? Yeah. Right. I don't know, but they're cool. They're fucking nice right. to have those things. Yeah, I got one immediately because I obviously thought of Pinhead. Absolutely. I used to do all kinds of things with that. Ah, forget it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so did Frank. I was just going to say, I, I was the third one on the thing next to Frank and Larry's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, it was really interesting, though, also the relationship between Frank and his niece. And oh. did he, like, when did the Six whole wanting fuck her thing happen? Like, was that always, was he always the creepy uncle, or is this only Was come to daddy creepy? their thing? Yeah. His catchphrase? Yeah. You remember me? Yeah. It's Uncle Frank. Come to daddy. <laughs> right. That, yeah, that was, that, was very, that was a very strange turn for me, the sex stuff. But I guess he's just a deviant in general. And that's yeah. Why, that's why the box chose him. Yeah. There you go. He's just a sick fuck, basically. You know, he's just a uh, a pervert. He just wants to have sex. And with I think, I, yeah, and I think that they had to push. I had think that they had to push the relationship with he and his uh, niece because otherwise, just he him being with you know 
bitch face Julia isn't really enough for us to be like, okay, you're a deviant. It's like, oh, but you got the box. Maybe you you didn't expect to really be ripped apart like that. But just having a relationship with your brother's wife and getting a creepy box, I don't hate <laughs> the guy so much. But then once you add the incest, it it pushes it over the edge, as it always does. We're very immature. You said creepy a, box. A creepy bo- yeah, a creepy <laughs> box is one thing, but you put incest in there, and that just pushes it over the edge. You're going to have to oh, feather yeah, dust this. <laughs> what was the deal with the first dream sequence? Was that more of a premonition rather than a dream? I don't know, but it's mm. fucking scary. Mm-hmm. The baby crying gets me every time. Yeah, the and baby crying is yeah. creepy. Now, yeah. is it supposed yeah. to be like chicken feathers, or is that supposed to be snow? Oh, oh. Like, that's the kind of stuff that goes through my head sometimes. I thought it was chicken feathers. I did, yeah. too. Yeah, I thought it was not, feathers, too. Chicken feathers, but you know, like... Chicken? <laughs> Hold on. I, I don't know why don't we know call why them ch- just feathers. Chicken, but feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why shit? I'm just thinking there's a pillow that ripped. Yeah. I'm thinking there's a I'm... bed. Somebody ripped the pillows, and there's blood. Like having a pillow and... fight with, a, with goose down pillows or something? <laughs> <laughs> it yes. could have been a duvet. Yes, on that disgusting mattress, the same mattress that was. Oh, here's a question, guys. Do you you know how they're moving? And did they do this for two reasons? When they're moving the mattress in, and they're Mm -hmm. right before Frank's Frank, pardon me, Larry's hand rips, and you see the flashback to them, you know, to to Julia and Frank fucking upstairs. Do you guys think that's the same mattress, and that's why they did that? Oh Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Like it's it's she's getting the, you know, her little hornball memories. Yeah. 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 I actually so maybe didn't she's... think of that until you just mentioned it. That's a good point. I thought they were just trying to juxtapose between him, him grunting, ugh, with her passions of, ugh. And I just got that, but I didn't get the actual connection to the mattress, which would make perfect sense. Christian, can you yeah. Know big words. Ugh. Juxtapose. <laughs> I'm not even you sound sure. like a Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, feel, you I thought it was like more like a big James luck. Brown. Ugh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Or that, or it's that. It's a very musical episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't listened yeah. to our back catalog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, here he goes with the back catalog. <laughs> oh, shit. Got oh, 29 shit. prime episodes to enjoy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 28 and a half. Apparently, I'm shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the everybody put yourself down episode. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> Even <laughs> Lauren, of all people. Good God, people. There's Cheer no world. Up it up from here absolutely ah, good point you know okay. julia you know what pisses me off they move i know she's not too happy about the idea of the house right away but she smokes a cigarette and she just throws it on the ground yeah, of the house yeah, yeah. and puts it out i'm like have a I little know, respect I, I always felt that way too like her disgust with the place is just not warranted I at all until until it Except for the room that Frank's in, like that's a just that's just a disgusting piece. Like that's a garbage room. But oh, the yeah. rest of the house, I'm like, this is cool. This is cute. What's wrong yeah. with you? So you're beautiful rich. hardwood floors. It. She's ruining them. Yeah. And and the stained glass. I think it's the house. I think it's what she did in that house because she fucked Frank in that house. No, it wasn't that house. Of it. No, no. How do you know. No, was, that was back in Brooklyn. It was back in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. I confess. I thought I always thought that for years. And the other day, I listened to another podcast, and they mentioned that it was that house. So I thought maybe all these years I was wrong. Thank no. you for pointing me in the right direction. Oh, that, okay. that podcast so, was wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I won't say who it was. <laughs> there are there are many wrong podcasts. There are many th- incorrect things said, and I'm just glad that I'm not a part of any one of those. 
<laughs> yes. Just wait. <laughs> no, Especially you're like you're like actually that was your episode and you said that, Lauren. But <laughs> no, that was part of our back catalog, I think. <laughs> but honestly, this whole story is basically about the lengths that one woman's gonna go go to just for a good fuck. Good dick, man. Serious, yeah. right? That, yeah. That's it. Now, you think Frank is sexy, Lauren? Like, not, not, not skinless Frank, of course. The, you know, the real Frank. Yeah, like original Frank. Well, no, no. Okay, the way that he has, like, when the when they have sex on that nasty, like, just all the places that they have sex are just nasty. Like, yeah, just, yeah. I don't, the the lighting and everything, it just makes me, ugh, it just makes me feel gross. <laughs> and you know that he does not wrap his fucking pickle. And I think that the most disgusting <laughs> thing about him is probably, you know, his fucking, like, gonorrhea and scabies that he's given everybody. It is okay. true. Like, they screw in. I want to fuck on a kitchen table that I can make a peanut butter sandwich on right after. Right. I need it what's clean. A, what's a pickle? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wrap the pickle. Oh, but, but all, all the, pickle. That, that, you're, you're, down, you're downstairs mix up. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm all mixed up tonight. <laughs> what else is <laughs> What's a pickle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it's my a kosher, Lord. It's a kosher deal. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of wrapping your pickle, do you know that they kept using condoms for this movie for like different uh, effect scenes? And like they had to run to the store and literally ask for boxes of condoms in KY because they were running low. So they're like, wait, they for, for what? Well, the KY is all the shit dripping that you see throughout the movie. Most of the, the stuff is like, yeah, you're, you, next time the you flesh, watch it, you'll know. The flesh was like condoms and stuff. Well, well the, yeah, Frank, lot... the Frank Rebirth is KY. Sorry, Dave. I, I just got right. you off there. I apologize. No, that's fine. You're helping. No, no. The I Frank have... Rebirth was KY. There's KY on their faces. I mean, yeah. the, it's just in latex, you know, latex is always used. But they, I guess they had to. I forgot what they said because I was watching the um, the Leviathan documentary. That's where I learned this. And uh, they were talking about having to blow up a condom and fill it with something and do. So apparently okay. they had to use tons of latex for different makeup effects. And when they were running low because of the budget they were on. They, you know, they had to make some emergency visits. So they literally went to like places and clean them out, like pharmacies in town, like walking in uh, and asking, listen, can you can guys get a pack of that all... large? <laughs> now, I'll pack all the, all the KY oh. you have in the store and all the condoms. That's like going to the West Village and like trying to find condoms. <laughs> just like not there. You got no some saran lube, wrap. No... <laughs> exactly. Ziploc, anything some... right now. And a little Crisco, you know, you have to be inventive. Crisco. Oh. <laughs> I'm Italian. I use olive oil. Hey, right on. <laughs> I use abstinence. I've, I've, been, I've been using that most of my life. Aww. And he's still got I don't remember. I don't remember buying it, but. <laughs> oh, God. Those are the jokes. It's it's free. Boom. Free. You just got booed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my life. You're getting poo pooed and booed all day today. What's up? I gotta fuck you and you got booed. You got booed. Hey, and I the stole that joke. Ever. That's not even my joke, so. That's ha! As usual, Dave Z is safe. All right. That was a Tom Green joke, so. No. So blame Canada. Yeah, Canadian. Wow. I tend to, yes. So how about Julia hammering? That's the only thing they really cut. When she kills the first guy and she was yeah. fu- she actually really went to town on him. Like, you know, when they first, because if you see the aftermath, you could tell that he's fucking, you look at his teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
he's fucking hammered out. I guess she hit him like five or six times and she was really enjoying it. That was the one thing that the censors made them cut, uh, aside from the sex stuff that Lauren was talking about before. Yeah, yeah. But wow. everything else was okay. Ripping the guy apart and this and that. And the Slicing door, the rat open to, to distract him. Yeah, that, that, sex. Was, oh. <laughs> that, yeah that, was in the, that was in the days when you could, still, uh, you could still do that shit. Everybody killed animals all the time. Like The animal was the first one to go. Oh, and then, yeah. and then I hate stuff. it. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, I did too. My dad would just uh, laugh at me. He'd go, God, you have no problem watching people get torn to shreds, but like, God forbid something happens to a dog. I'd just be, oh my God, inconsolable. Just like, and so when we'd rewatch anything that had an animal dying, I made my father fast forward through it. Yeah. Dave, Dave watches you, Old he, Yeller just the end. He just watches the end of yeah. Old Yeller over and over. Right. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, my daughter today. Yeah. The only, the only one that didn't bother me, the and that doesn't bother me is Monkey Shines. I can, I can watch, I can watch Monkey Shines any day. Along with monkeys. Well, the monkey. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. I thought you just like had a personal beef with monkeys because it was a monkey. I don't care. Okay, all right. Oh no, no, it's just like <laughs> I for whatever. Whatever. I never fall in love with that monkey. There's never a point in that monkey where that where you're like, oh yeah, this is a cool monkey. Like I don't trust that piece of shit from the very beginning. It's like the monkey from Raiders of the Lost Ark. You just don't trust it. Bad oh, dates. Totally. <laughs> I think it's the same monkey. Did they really kill the monkey in Monkey Shines? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had two monkeys. They had a real monkey, and then they had this awful, uh, I don't. maybe it was a robot or a puppet. I don't know. What did wow, you refer to it I, as, Christian? A Muppet? A ghouly Muppet. A maybe they had Muppet. a ghouly Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> that haven't been to college. There's so much more to this movie that we're, I feel like we're, we're just too yeah, caught up in our own jokes. Mean, we're kind of talking about the, the Julia yeah. and, and Frank story, but it really shifts big time, especially with the dream sequence for, in terms of Kirsty. But, that, but and it her, really her sexual in- awakening, her, the, the whole flower opening of. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's present throughout, obviously. She's getting drunk at dinner, she's doing goo goo eyes with Steve. You know, really, and, it's and, the first hour yeah, of the movie yeah. is dedicated to the. That kind of comes up at like the fifty-minute mark. Don't yeah, get me wrong; the dinner's earlier, but I mean, the that whole sort of turn happens, and I guess that's what you're alluding to—that it was slower paced. But I find that this movie clicks along quite nicely. I mean, I watched it twice to prepare for tonight, and mm-hmm. I never got bored. I don't get bored. There's a lot of unanswered questions. For, for, you watch it twice to prepare for tonight, and this is the best you got. <laughs> See? Yeah, oh, that's what okay. I get. Well, I want to be courteous, unlike you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm just wondering. Okay, should watch it a third time. Well, yeah, and, and I'm and God, I and I don't understand the whole Steve thing, and I never will. Like, she's just got to be. She's got to be. She's so angry. Christy is. She's just very angry from the very beginning. She's just already amped up. She hates Julia. You know, she is obsessed with her father, and like she wants to get on that. I don't. I mean, I'd have to be stranded in that house for quite some time with a lot more than what she drank. Too. I think she, I think she's acting out, given the fact that you know she's moved yeah. to a new country. She lost her mother. Her she's she an evil stepmother. Right, she right. she almost re, she loves her father, but she almost resents his his stupidity mm. and his naiveness. Naiveness, right? Naivete. Naivete. Yeah. Very yeah. Good, oh, wow. Very French. I think French. she's just a she's just a dirty birdie, man. That's all there is to it. She is yeah. as well. You thinking? And she aged beautifully. Oh, you're talking. I, I was thinking you're yeah. talking about Kirsty still. I was. I'm I was talking, talking about Kirsty. Yeah, 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 yeah. She just wants to get. Why did she? She's why did she dress like Blossom then? Figure that. That's. What... That's that was just. That's, you know, Blossom, like Blossom Russo. The show Blossom. 
Oh, know, like, like six. Six in Blossom. Oh, six. My girl. Yeah. Genovano. <laughs> oh, yes. okay. six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my joke ended at Blossom. I don't know any of the characters. No, I think <laughs> I think that's the whole point. It's 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 her transition from like this innocent little girl to this blossoming young woman. Blossom. Yeah. Yeah, because she's the she flower. They show that flower so many times in the dream sequence, that flower opening up. Over and over. I over know. and over. They hammered on it. And that's okay. But no one, no one has brought up the fucking, no one talks about this. The soundtrack, Christopher Young, is stunning. It's fucking amazing. It, it, this, I'm, not gonna, I'm not saying it's as good, but it's as important as the Carpenter soundtrack to Halloween. It's a beautiful it's a, soundtrack. You're absolutely right. Oh, and it, yeah, they, they amp yeah. it up in the amazing. sequel. The sequel's yes. even bigger yes. and stronger and... and and just louder or something like they he just I think he had more of yeah. an orchestra or something because they ramp it up for the sequel so you notice it more there but you're right it it's it's a perfect Amazing. soundtrack there are there are also I think like in the first one there's so many little gems back and forth like with dialogue between Christy and Frank that it's almost like you really have to you can't miss any of them um, or else you're just like screwing yourself out of a good time. So it's like it's a lot. It's a lot easier in the second one, I think, uh, for the score to really amp up and to let the chaos unfold. I agree with it, that. It's just tremendous. And when this think about when this movie came out, it's 1987, and you know we're seeing we're still seeing slashers and we're still seeing shit like that. This movie is like adult horror in 1987, where you didn't see that. This wasn't a movie where teenagers are getting killed. This is right. dramatic family stuff with. You know, this amazing story about the Lament configuration thrown in and then the Cenobites coming at the end. And I mean, for the time. Yeah, and, it, and, also, I mean, and also the class of the family as well. You know, it's they're like just like middle upper class family um, with like their little dramas that all the families have, except for, you know, Uncle Frank's a fucking piece of shit, like <laughs> pervert with a fucking weird box from hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, box from hell. Oh. Remember, though, Dave, this came after, like, really, this was a, a, a sweet answer to all the horror comedies that were kind of coming up the, the, yeah. the year and two before. I, I was a fan, but a lot of people started getting sick of them. So you had 85, 86, I think, was sort of the start of it. 86, yeah. and then boom, you had a year of it, and you get slammed with Hellraiser. And Hellraiser kind of took it to the next level. I think people were just like, what the, what is this? And how gory it was, and and the fact that it had this new icon of a of a, a horror villain, like they said, he was just supposed to be Cenobite One, right? Lead Cenobite, yeah. Lead this story Cenobite, was supposed whatever. to be and done, and the and well, the next had, one, yeah. Julia. Well, and then well, because story. also like yeah, because Frank and Julia are the real monsters in all of it, because um, yeah. they you know they're not descended from hell, and it it, it is funny that um, <laughs> so so in a way like the the Cenobites kind of become these heroes, getting rid of this fucking yeah. <laughs> These trashy individuals. Yeah, and why is Frank religious? <laughs> <laughs> because it because it just it, it makes him like dirtier. Like if you have that, you know, if you're if you're an atheist and you're into weird shit, like it's not as dirty. True. Right. Yeah. That makes him even more despicable. So he's got he's got crucifixes and 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 and, and Mother Mary and things in his house when they get there. And I'm, you would think that this would not be his house, but then you see that it's a fucking pigsty and there's food and roaches and ugh. And, right. and, and maggots. Yeah. Tons of maggots. Oh, oh, like I'm disgusting. talking outside of an Italian horror film, I think this <laughs> right. might have the most maggots 
Oh, I hate maggots. Yes. It's, it's, oh. it's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, the Italians their, love maggots. They're known for their maggots, yeah. yeah Very big in love- Italy. Yep. I, also love, I also love that they had to get American cockroaches. That's the funniest shit ever. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. They them over, and they and they couldn't. Um, they had to have a cockroach wrangler because they weren't allowed to breed, and so they had to make sure that they were all male. So someone had to sex the cockroaches and make sure that they were all male cockroaches, and they were all American because we have the nastiest fucking cockroaches. <laughs> Wow! Now that's really? a job to have. I wonder how much that guy got paid. The and I and I've seen 125 um, a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I know that like dog. So for a dog, a day is eight hundred dollars because no matter what, because you're paying for the trainer and for the dog. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what a wrangler would be. Wow. It probably depends on what you're wrangling. It yeah. was the same guy from Creepshow. Yeah, well, that that creep show is a whole different thing. They had to get them from Brazil, and they were like a buck a piece, which is fucking ridiculous. That's expensive. Whoa. Yeah, the American yeah. cockroaches were two bucks a piece. Like, no, get some of those ones from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Male, female, I don't give a shit. Yeah, they were expensive. They were expensive. Fucking think in nineteen if creep show is nineteen eighty three a buck a piece, and think how many if you uh, you know if you for me with yeah. creep show, oh my God. fucking tons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean yeah. thousands. Crazy billions, crazy. trillions. So many. yeah, you like <laughs> Creep Show? You a fan, Lauren? Yes, I do like Creep Show. Um, awesome. all right. See, yeah, I was talking to somebody about Creep Show recently. I miss those. I really do. Right, um, right. There's no great. Although, did you see Southbound oh. from this year? Um. Oh yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that a great anthology. Last... Yeah. But I really, I and I think, but they are coming back. I think we're gonna start getting, we're gonna start getting more. Obviously, we've got, you know, the the mini series has made a wonderful return. Very excited about the mini series. Like Merlin was one of my favorite things that happened in the Tenth Kingdom. So I, um, I, I truly hope that the mini series stays around. Yeah, we need to get some more of these anthologies going. Oh, we're getting Maybe that one. Uh, XX. XX. It's all female. Yeah. All yes. female directed. Right. I think right. Written and directed. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Starring or no? Starring Vin yeah. Diesel. Vin <laughs> <laughs> fucking Diesel. It's hard to to talk about this, like you know, like you said, like in order or any order, or make people understand because so much of it is very dreamlike and these abstract images that are just make make you feel very uncomfortable. And then there's the then there is the a story that's pretty linear. But um, I think if if people haven't seen it that are listening you just you know don't don't you sometimes people will be like oh god you haven't seen that and then i know we all do it and then we're like fuck you i'm not going to then <laughs> um but don't do that because we just want you to see it and you're gonna have a wonderful time oh and he is the most quotable iconic killer yeah i, I oh, would yeah. think even i think he oh, might even gold. more uh, okay freddie might have it i think pinhead is actually i think i've said more pinhead lines even though there's only like four of them, but I probably said them more often than Freddie lines. Oh yeah. Dude, he's gold. Yeah. He's gold in this movie and the second one. Everything that comes out of his mouth, like he doesn't have as many at bats as Freddie, yeah. but everything he says is like 90% of it is straight up fucking gold. Higher batting percentage. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Absolutes. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's great. And, and speaking of dialogue, there's one more thing I'll add before we wrap it up. And it's the famous line at the end when Larry, or oh, pardon me, Frank, when he's about Gee, to get ripped apart. Yes. Jesus wept. Jesus, Jesus wept. wept. What? Which was, which was going to be, uh, uh, what, 
go fuck you? yourself or go fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. It was yeah, gonna fuck be you. fuck you. Could you imagine that? Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know. And and also like, can you imagine like just on set? And he's like, so I've been thinking about that fuck you line. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, talk to me, talk to me. He's like, yeah, we're singing. Uh, what about what about this? What about this? All right, Jesus, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh get the fuck out of my movie <laughs> jesus what, what that's the hell awesome. is that? <laughs> yeah. i read somewhere what it was but i can't remember what that phrase it, it is yeah. a, it is a yeah people say it all the time they say i think they say it it's like oh, an, jesus a, a way, yeah it's, it's like saying yeah. jesus christ in vain it's the same type of thing it's yeah. from it's from the bible i think is it oh i think it is from the bible yeah, yeah. jesus what i older, don't know older older new I don't fucking know. The James version. Uh, honey, uh, Jesus is not in our testament. <laughs> it's actually uh, the shortest yeah, verse in the Bible. <laughs> the shortest verse in the King James version of the Bible. Yeah, but the newer one is a much nicer book. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, our yeah, book is a very God... mean spirited book. <laughs> Amen. God isn't so uh, so fluffy in, in ours. No. <laughs> well, I guess we should rate. We always rate between one and ten, Lauren. So. One being the highest, ten being the lowest, of course. No, no, no. I'm hoping for something to happen here. Because me, because I fucking love it. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's amazing. I think it's underrated. And I, <laughs> you don't hear me say this much, but to me, this is a ten out of ten. So. Bada-boosh. Thank it's you. Always- he I just love yeah. the lead rating. He didn't even... I'm sorry. He just went right there. He just went. That's how I feel. Thanks for letting our our guest, our first like (gasps) major guest, go first. And what What a gentleman he is. What an asshole! (laughs) Oh my god! I just wanted to point that out. So I look a lot better here after my Mm. corny jokes this episode. No, that that was a real ghoulie Muppet move. (laughs) 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 Ghoulie Muppet, I love it. That's that's a new that's a new thing. We pick up new catchphrases every show, and Ghoulie Muppet will be around for a while. Yes, keep that. That's got to be the hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag Ghoulie Muppet. (laughs) In my defense, I I was trying to steer Lauren in in, in that direction. My ratings, my ratings go up to eleven because it's more. One more, so uh, so I give it an eleven. Ooh, spinal tapped it. Yes, spinal tap. Brandon, go right ahead. All right, I'm going to bring it back down to earth. It's an eight and a half. It's an eight and a half for me. <laughs> All right, whatever. Did anybody ask him? Who asked? Did he just, just yeah, speak? We asked. But you know what? I, I anticipated his eight and a half, and okay. I, I, there's, no way, there's no way that this was not going in the Hall of Fame, so it's a 10 out of 10 for me. And it, and it always was. Admittedly, there is some unevenness and some issues that we talked about, but not enough to take away from the movie overall movie. I, I love this film. Yeah, it's a 10 out of 10. Yes. So we have our first ever with a, with a score officially of 31 between three hosts. <laughs> it's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right. We did yes. it. It's going to be the only 31 we ever had. So <laughs> the first and last, and we love it. <sighs> so... So thank you for that 11, Lauren. Man, I watched a different movie, I guess. I must have watched Revelation or something. (laughs) You you watched The Prophecy? Yeah, oh God. (laughs) Hey, that's nothing to sneeze at. Eight and a half is just fine. Yeah, that's still a good rating, to be honest. Even if we took took his rating, for whatever reason, uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's still in the Hall of Fame because it would be 28 and a half. That's so true. We're still so in one way or the other. We're still legitimately in. But we'll take the 31. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So this that, was awesome. That was, that was awesome. That was Hellraiser, and we have to let Lauren go. Shit. Thank you so much for joining us. This was Hi. a blast. Holy shit. You made that so fun and easy, and thank you for dishing out attitude and putting up with our corny jokes, specifically mine. No, of course, you got to give people something to listen to, you know? I mean, I I fucking, like, I can't wait for the day that I'm on NPR, but it's going to be really fucking hard not to say fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to wear a dog collar or something. (laughs) Zap again. Yeah, no, anytime you guys have something to review, like, I'm very happy to, you know, the crazier, the better, of course. But I'm also, like, uh, like I said, like, I don't want to say stuff about, like, I don't want to say stuff about, like, uh, you know, fledgling movie or new movies or whatever. But also, like, don't breathe. Ugh, 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 ugh. Yeah. Yeah, Really, really. I was like, as soon as I, as soon as I got out, I was like, I need to go watch people under the stairs to get that bad taste out of my mouth. Right. Wow. So that there you go, guys. Oh, See, that's how beautiful. that's the one thing about me. See that now Dave Z had disappointment. But it's okay. What was your favorite movie from last year? Favorite horror movie? Could you pick one or two or something? Um, oh, darling in the mind's eye. <laughs> God, yeah, there's something about Lauren Ashley Carter. I mean, I don't know what it is. Like it's her eyes. It's her fucking eyes. I don't know. Um It is the eyes. I was just drawn this way. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the train to Busan. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I am. Um, I actually, it was kind of funny. I started watching it um, with everything that was happening, you know, and um, I like I, I had like a little panic attack, and I had to like stop watching it and finish it the next day. <laughs> I wow. was like, oh, I can't watch people running and screaming and like trapped right now, and like this little girl's breaking my fucking heart. So. um but oh. that, yeah, I, uh, but I did, I did, uh, watch it and, um, really, yeah, yeah, 10 out of 10 on that one. Yeah, based on a awesome. true story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Which makes it even more terrifying. Oh, boy. And I can stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> it might yeah. just happen. Might happen here, right? <laughs> mm. What about The Witch? Did you, did you see The Witch? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love The Witch. Um, it was so funny. Like the backlash for that movie. I was like, guys, calm down. Like you can go see your super duper scary movie at, like at home, you know? Like it's a, this is a good movie. <laughs> it wow. was kind of weird to see like the back and forth between that. Like more so, there was more back and forth about that movie than there was for Don't Breathe, which I thought was very, very odd. And to me, like, yeah. hands down, The Witch is just a fucking great movie. Like, I can't say anything bad about it. Awesome. I was surprised. I was cons- I was just constantly surprised. I did not see anything coming. And that even goes to just how they interacted with one another. I was, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, now this is going to happen. And that never happened, ever. I was just on my toes the entire time. Oh, uh, yeah, we love it here. Especially- Were the people behind you kind of yelling at you to sit down? <laughs> no, because I'm so short. Stop saying clickety clackety. Stop saying clickety clackety and sit the fuck down. Um, Who do you I'm, think you are? Mercy. I be not mercy. I be the witch of the wood. Now stop. Speaking of that, speaking of that poor, poor woman, why did they dye her fucking beautiful blonde hair for that for split? I was like. <gasps> When I saw that they colored her hair brown, I wouldn't have just scream. There was no reason that they had oh. to do that. 
Yeah, oh, it doesn't, wait. It doesn't think I, it makes sense. I, I, I saw Split and I loved it, but I was – see, now you would know more being a female. I thought that her natural hair color w- w- was brown and, and they made her blonde for the witch because oh, – I, I don't think so. Oh, you know why I say that? Because they, when they had the Q&A for the witch, they had the Q&A right after and it's in the Blu-ray – and she, you know, she was brunette in that. So I'm like, oh, geez. So she's, you know, this, this woman's a brunette and they made her go blonde for the film. But she, I don't know. Now, now that you said it. Maybe Dave knows this because he's been following her for a long time. I love the way. Literally said. following her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, well, I wondered, well, if she is then, okay, then that's not, then that's not so bad. But I was just thinking that she, I thought the blonde was just so pretty. And it's also just like, once you start dyeing your hair, then like you're just done. Your hair's dead it's gone and they don't Ugh. stop just hell on the it. roots it's oh my well yeah i mean and then i did jug face and i put in so much deet in my hair because we had ticks so bad and i was so scared uh of getting lyme's disease so i was putting deet in my scalp and on my clothes and it started eating away at my tights that i was wearing and they're like can you not put deet on for a while because it's eating through your wardrobe and then shortly thereafter my hair started falling out Oh. And I had like a huge fucking giant like space like bald patch on my head. It was horrible. Well, that and I'm shit's like, well, banned here. What's yeah. banned there? Deet or uh, anything like that. I thought it's banned yeah. there too. Isn't it banned in the states now too? No. No, it's the only thing that kills ticks, and we have Lyme's disease so bad here. Yeah, we got yeah. Lo- we got lots of ticks in New Jersey. Shit, man, we got no, we got it too. But for whatever reason, Deet they they outlawed it. Outlawed it. <laughs> Like we're the old west. Wow. They outlawed deep. And the old Elvis. <laughs> I mean, it eats through fucking nylon and <laughs> makes your hair fall out. So I don't, I don't know what's worse. But Lyme disease sounds pretty fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Put your limes free. Bad. So you have no hair or clothes. Yeah. Put your limes free. Right. <laughs> well, thank you again. Yes. yes thank you so this much. This was awesome. Absolutely. Any, yeah, anytime. I love doing, I love doing shows like this. It's oh, a lot of fun. We'd love to have you back. Uh, absolutely. Is there anything you want to say or plug before uh, before you leave the listeners? Um, yeah, uh, you know, don't hate me about don't breathe. We can talk about it. <laughs> um, I'm fine to talk about it. I don't. It's nothing about the actors. Love you guys. Amazing performances. Really, like, thank God for all of you. I have a lot of issues with, with the story. So, so yeah, don't fucking crucify me. Um, no, they love you. They love you. <laughs> I'm always open to discussions. Yeah, I have Imitation Girl uh, coming out. We're going to be in the festivals this year, so it probably won't get to you guys for a while. That is a drama uh, with some sci-fi elements in it, and uh, I play two different characters. So wow. that's a lot of fun for my Persian friends. Uh, I speak Farsi as one of the characters, so that was really really difficult um, learning Farsi for the film. And then um, going back to play piano for uh, a scene, I haven't played piano um, since I was a kid. And so it was, it was a very emotional kind of time going back and, and, uh, and doing that. So uh, yeah. And then uh, hopefully I get this horror novel uh, finished and then I can self-publish. I'm going to self-publish on Amazon next year. Um, it's about a killer ovarian cyst. So my... Wow. Beautiful. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's like a death <laughs> that, that comes to life. So in my in my mind's eye, uh, I would love to make this a uh, creature feature uh, in the future after. Nice. I get Very cool. Now, well, imitation girl, you'll be screening that in New York too. 
Yeah, yeah. We'll be um, so we're the festival. It's uh, opening at Cinequest in San Jose in March, and then we're still waiting to hear back about where we're going to screen in New York and all that. But uh, oh, yes. nice, awesome. Because I never get a chance to go see any sort of screening, so I would love to be able to go to New York and see it. Yeah, and um, and you know, the Brooklyn Horror Fest was really awesome. I had a wonderful time there. I think this is the first year, so. When they do it again, you should absolutely do it. They're really cool people and um, show great movies. I did not see one bad movie. It was nice, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my favorite short film. Also, I have to give a shout out to William. You can go see. Have you guys seen this? No, I don't. Are you are you kidding me? Oh my god. Okay. Okay. So um, go. (laughs) It's on Vimeo. Um, I bought it. It's called William, like William with a G in front of it, and it is worth every fucking penny. I it's the it's fantastic and you're either gonna love me or hate me after you watch it but you will feel very strongly in one direction awesome mini review of william on the next episode there you go there you go yeah yeah it's actually it's kind of a perfect movie to play before hellraiser of perfect short before hellraiser so wow sweet cool we'll check that out yeah yes all right guys and imitation girl because it's very artsy farsy oh oh Oh, Ooh. I'm stealing that. That's Ooh. amazing. I'm going to text can... the director is Natasha Kermani, and I'm going to text her that right now. Fucking A, a Brandon pun's going to go, gonna start trending. Nice. Yeah, that, yeah I'm really very big well. on puns. Don't, don't, yeah, don't punish me for it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, you can't be stopped. Oh, no, yeah. he can't. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try, but he can't. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we're going to promote the shit out of everything you do. So uh, we do anyway, but. But, you Thank know. you so much, guys. Yeah, we and wouldn't have Jan if we didn't like him. We weren't fans of you. No, right, right, exactly. So Thank you so much love to you. That's why right. we told told Christian, cut it out. Dave and I love yeah. you. We're having you on. <laughs> Am I going, oh, Christian, okay. bite your tongue for yeah. an hour. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I kept well, it tame. I hope I converted you. Oh, no, I, I, I love you. I, they're no just being jerks. By anyone. We're, yeah, we're just messing. <laughs> I yep. know. I'm messing with you too. It just, it just, oh, you got me. It's just the back and forth. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, guys, we'll be right back. Yes. All right. Artsy Farsi. And we're back. See how professional we are now because of the music thing that we have, right? I noticed it on the solo episodes. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We're real professional now. So it's uh, Leopard Actle hooked us up with some fucking tunage, and we're official. And it yeah, would have been nice take... if someone taught me how to do that when I was editing my show. Hey, <sighs> hey, you, you were going nuts. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Like I'm I... feeling a lot better now. You should Why feel a lot you... better now. <laughs> I understand. Fucking crazy. He was like telling us, I, I've been, I'm up 24 hours a day. Uh, uh, uh. He's like, right, I've got, got, I recorded, I, I, I started from the beginning again, I'm editing. And then, do you I think I was going to tell over. you one I thing? Start, I did almost throw it away, scrap it, and start over. There was Literally, no way. Like Stephen King when he tossed Carrie out of the garbage, or into the garbage, and his wife saved it. That, that would have been about as serious. If you toss that away, <laughs> how could we not have Brandon's first show the way you meant to have it? Are you yeah. kidding me? You owned it. Like you owned it. Like a coked-headed Muppet ghoulie. <laughs> <laughs> Muppet. <laughs> well, okay. Now, we in, all, in all seriousness. We were all nervous as fuck, and we all discussed it. We were yeah. all nervous as fuck. And let me first say that both you guys did a phenomenal job. And I'm even going to say, you know what? 
I listened to mine back. I'm pissed off at the things that I did. The things that I did that were the most heavily criticized were the things that I was intentionally doing. I intentionally wanted no downtime. And it didn't even dawn on me to reshoot, re-record, not reshoot, re-record the first 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes I was so thrilled with. I was like, the first 10 minutes is the best part. Everything else is shit. And yet the first 10 minutes was the most heavily criticized. And now, my listen- balls off. <laughs> and now listening back to it, I'm like, you fucking coke-headed moron. Slow the <laughs> fuck down. Breathe. And you know what? Like, I, had, I was so stressed out. I'm a very stressed out person naturally. I'm very OCD clinically. I mean, I was really – I almost told you guys that I'm scrapping it and I'm not putting out a solo cast. But you know oh, what? No I saw way, it man. through. It I saw it through. Got it done. I'm happy we did it, and, and to be honest, I know we're probably it's going to be a while before we do this again, maybe like an annual thing, but I do plan on doing a follow-up for the listeners, but also for me, because I know that I could put it together better the way I want to, and I do want to do a follow-up anyway to, to my show anyway, to my show anyway. I, I'm just going to keep saying anyway. It's okay, <laughs> but there's a lot of spaces in between each word here, so we can follow it. Uh, we could fix that in uh, post. <laughs> He's gonna fucking no. He doesn't breathe. He does nothing. It's just, but, 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 no, don't worry, man. No, hey. And to and no, to no. and to address that, like, because okay. a lot of people were coming to the, my, my defense. Bill, who's a listener and supporter of the show, made a post, and it was all look. He, you know, he was speaking his mind, being truthful. He he couldn't listen to it. He thought it was just too on top of each other. It was just too hectic and fast He didn't hang in. That's the only problem. But, but, no, but that's okay. He, he doesn't have to, but, you know, once name callings started and all that, I you know, I put an end to that, and I appreciate people sticking up for me, and it, it's great to have such good friends in the community, but everybody is entitled to their opinion, and I, I totally respect Bill, and I always ask. I've always said from day one, give us feedback, criticism, positive or negative. So I got some negative feedback, but you know what? Also got a lot of positive feedback. Fuck yeah. So and I'm, you I'm edited actually, it. You I'm learned. I, I, I'm talking over you because I think that it needs to be brought up that okay, you fucking took it. You said, Christian, you're not editing this. I'm editing this. And I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. Like, yeah, hey, was, I, I took a break see? and you did it yourself. It was a learning experience. Yeah. Okay. Let me say this. That, now, I'll tell you right now, I like mine the least of all three anyway. So I'm not criticizing yours or yours this moment. Oh, no, we all like okay? yours at least. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I know. The listeners do too. I'm aware oh, of it. Oh, dude, aware I got, I got the I pity votes. I got pity votes. You saw I was begging no, for pity votes. That was the vote, though. That was the vote. Wait till the listens come in. I bet oh, Dave's God. got like, number one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Dave, you, you could have farted into a mic for an hour and you'd be number one. Oh, dude. Can I smell the and, mic after? <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, this, just send, send Christian the filter so he can sleep with it and sniff it. The sock filter? <laughs> Beautiful. Ah, the cock filter. Yeah. Uh, um, dude. Uh, <laughs> Listen, that's irrelevant, what I just said, because here's what I'm going to say. And Brandon's heard this from me before he heard it from the other guy. But what you did and what I did were the exact same mistakes, but opposite. See, I said that. I thought that, too. I was like, yeah, it's funny. You know why? Because I'm a lazy fuck. Okay, and not just a lazy fuck, I'm a compassionate fuck because I was not going to edit a damn thing. And like I always tell Christian, I didn't want him to have to edit anything either. So I just tried to go one take fucker the whole time. And that actually became my undoing in the opening segment. 
as, as you heard and as I even alluded to during. So I did a mistake by not editing, and you made your mistake by over-editing. So we both did the same fucking thing. I Just, only took out every inhale I made. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't I tell you that, though? <laughs> didn't I tell you that after I listened to it? And I was truthful. Remember? Yeah, you, to- you told me, JP told me. A lot of people told me. Oh, Jason okay. did. Jason after told me. ten minutes, I didn't know if I was going to be able to finish it until I had a <laughs> Yeah. Because I had just gotten up and I was driving and I just wasn't there yet. It was it was boom 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 and my mind wasn't ready for it. So I was gonna, I, I almost stopped and said, "Let me have a cup of coffee and go back." But I have a yeah. cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. I shit you not. That's what I was gonna heroin. You're like Jack and were fucking us with your voice. <laughs> but I've seen other shows by other hosts do the exact same thing. Solo casts that do that every fucking show. Granted, their editing skills are a little better because they got better at it. This is your first try. But the bottom line is, with intent, their show went that way. They didn't breathe, and I couldn't listen to it. I was like, you know what? He's funny. This is cool. I cannot listen to this because there's no pause, and my mind is, it doesn't, it couldn't compute. But for you, it only happened for 10 minutes and then you settled the fuck down, and everything changed. <laughs> now, if this bill would have I, hung in, and I said, I go, you give it, go back and listen again. After that opening thing, it gets better. Just like me, my opening shit was a mess. Even though I enjoyed it, I was just going back and forth, and you, everybody heard. Uh, after the first 10 minutes, I had a good cry and three Xanax crushed up that I snorted. And then everything, <laughs> and then everything seems to calm down a little bit. But the problem was with my over-editing, is I was going back and recording things I was saying, and the volume was all over the place. So it'd be like, hello, yeah, hello, yeah, yeah, hello. Oh, same here. I didn't one take fucker that thing at all. I told you it was, if you looked at that edit track, it was ridiculous. Well, Christian, I gotta say, after I listened to your episode, I was fucking furious. I was ready to give my resignation. I was like, this sounds so fucking good. I'm like, I hate him right now. This is so good. Well, like he's, he spent an hour going over the editing, editing with me, and he, you, you helped me tremendously. You really did. I'm all joking aside. And then I was like, I listened to you. I was like, how the hell did he do this? Make this sound so good. I thought you recorded that in one sitting, like uh, God, no. like Hitchcock's Rope or, so, or something. God, no. I, <laughs> uh, uh, truthfully, as Dave said and as he did it, my goal was like, okay, I've researched this thing to death. I know how I want to do it. I had certain things written out, and other things were just going to be off the cuff, but I knew the format. I said I, my goal was to do it in one take. Fuck. That ended sentence one. I just started, I just started fucking over like one, one line over and over. I'm like, are you kidding me? You were talking about edited it. Edited it. There was one. There's two, two things in my two or three. <laughs> ducks hounds. The, the, the dog. Do, do, I call them. I call them a dash hound. Dash hound. Dash hound. The ducks. The, but then I checked. I'm like, that's. Not, I, it's called. Yeah. A, I guess the correct the pronunciation is a duck hound. Yeah, Dachshund. I so I over enunciated that, and it's so wrong in the <laughs> in the movie. But the other was the de- the deterioration, deterioration. A word you say never even think about it, but in a flow of a sentence, I was screwing that word up left, right, and center. Many more regular words. I just you're 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 just you're talking for so long. You just get you're going, that's where editing comes into play, but also the sock filter. Yeah. Worked. You sounded like you were in a professional studio. Yes, you yeah. had nice, beautiful, clean cuts. You yeah. couldn't even hear. It was like, ah. Oh. It was this microphone. 
just with a pop filter that the sock filter i actually use the sock filter and i just tried to talk because i did the whole opening without the sock filter not even thinking about it it was horrible i had to redo the whole thing and i had to redo wow. it because it was like like popping with everything i was saying <laughs> i'll say this and i said it on the page brandon to me had the most information yeah. uh, you know throughout his show Yours sounded the most natural and was the fucking the best done. And mine was just there. And, and, <laughs> no, and no, I'm no. not saying it sucked. No, no, no. no I'm I'm not saying, yours was really good. It really I'm was. Not, I'm not saying it sucked. Thank you. I, I'm just saying that <laughs> each one of us, when we finished, all felt like shit. We all said it. We all fucking felt negative when we finished. You know, I felt fucking terrible. Brandon, I had to keep telling him during recording, stop taking it so seriously. Because I still my, haven't recovered. I'm not I told you. my strength three times a week. <laughs> it's like masturbating. <laughs> After you, you, like, you feel good because you come, but then you just feel like really depressed and like down on yourself. And you're like, where am I going to put this? Like, do I just let it dry naturally here? Do I like clean it up? I, I, it goes right into the sock filter. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's how you get that studio, oh, studio sound. <laughs> See, it has two uses. Right. <laughs> Dude, I felt like shit. And I told Brandon, dude, don't worry. Stop overanalyzing and stop worrying because mine sounds like shit. So don't worry. If I'm the jump off, if I'm the first one, I'm I'm setting the bar low. So you don't have to fucking worry. But you still didn't listen. You still didn't. No, and, and that's are. the thing. Look, we're, oh, it's OCD. I get we're our own worst critics. It, yeah. It's just it's true of everyone. And when you have OCD on top of it, it's just it it really was driving me crazy. My dad was really you guys were incredibly helpful. Other people were incredibly helpful. My dad was, my dad was screaming at me because I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not podcasting anymore. I was like, literally, like it was like the end of my world or something. And this was before it even came out. That kills this me. Nothing, that kills me. This, this has nothing to do with the feedback. Like that, that's secondary. Right. Like Agreed. I was already like on the floor giving up. Then just you know, random people came along and just started shitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> one well, person it was a fun experiment nah, it, was, nah, it was honestly even that i'm I'm being totally honest it's it's all good and i'm i do want to work on it i do want to put out another one sooner rather than later I'm not saying it's going to be right away but i'm definitely going to work on it and i want to put something out who knows we're i might gonna, do it. yeah we're gonna do special ones no 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 after we after we start our patreon that's what we're gonna do people are gonna fucking say they're gonna fucking donate monthly to the Patreon, and they could. They're gonna be able. That's gonna be one of the levels that they can choose a special fucking episode just for them by the fucking podcaster of their choice, solo cast. Boom, sent right to them with their topic. How's that for you? Bill, so pick me. Because it, it's gonna fucking happen. We're getting it off the ground because I'm gonna go back to this because I listen to fucking twenty some odd podcasts, and eighty percent of them are fucking doing Patreons and doing shit. And not yeah, I was I was confused at first, but when you said that, I was like, "What's what's a Patreon?" Then you kind of explained. Yeah, it. that's what it is. People fucking donate if it's a dollar a month, but they do it every month. Or if it's five dollars a month, but they get to choose what movies you review. Sometimes when you open it up, they get different perks, this and that. I thought that would be a good perk, but that's down the road. But I thought that that would be a good way to have an excuse to do it again. See, I have an excuse. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking do solo reviews because I'm trying to get screeners. So <laughs> I'm trying to get solo reviews and drop them on bloody bits like I did Jason's last show. But that's. Nice. Yeah. I yeah, and, I, and I'll be doing solo cast because I want to not kill myself. Yeah, and I don't want you to kill yourself either because yeah. I don't want to fucking have to search for a third host. I, I tried to I, throw I, myself yeah. out the window earlier, but I was on the first floor, so <laughs> it didn't work. 
Well, I don't think that Lauren would would jump in every episode. Otherwise, I'd say, okay, we'll get a third host. But yeah. Well, you just, then you're you just swap out one Jew for another. <laughs> and a much prettier, much more attractive Jew. <laughs> you're pretty too, though. Nasally and pretty. I do okay. I do okay. He's more pretty. I do okay. I don't yeah, leave the house, would... but I do okay. I do okay. <laughs> you left the house. I saw a picture. I got I two see. regulars, my left and my were right. You pr- were you proud of <laughs> Did you see who I was hanging with? Yeah, I was. Who was that? Is that a girl girl? That was, that, uh, it was uh, my brother's girlfriend's friend. Really nice girl. You know what I say. All right. Fuck her. But yeah. now, no, Christian. <laughs> That's what he says. Yes, yes, sir. You are used to editing and all that shit and producing. Yes. Now, our shows, they're too long and there's too much going on to do all that fancy shit that you did on your episode. No, and no, I, I'd like to do that, but... Fucking no, no, no. Sure. Not at the risk of fucking taking... No, because I don't want the show to take fucking a month to come out. No, no, fucking no, no. show off. I like it what it is now. No, wonderful. But this is this goes back to your comment, Brandon. This fucking Christian. Guy. Christian is already good at it, so you can't be hard on yourself. He's been doing it for a while, so for him, it comes naturally. Yeah, Second. and I live I live in the states. There's stuff to do here. He lives in Canada. All they do is edit up there. Yeah, yeah you're right. You can do. protest. You can march. You're right. There's yeah. lots of stuff to do in the States, right? <laughs> oh, you uh, you could have joined Lauren on her march yeah. today, right? <laughs> but um, Christian also had my my train wreck and your train wreck to jump off. You know, he got to go last. So he was able to listen to us and see what we did wrong and say, hey, I'm not going to do that. So he had I everything put in a quarter going. of the effort and I, I, I came up with the episode three. <laughs> Look at this, this <laughs> shitty thing that he's got on his face. Not to take away from it, because it was great. No, I... I'm not trying to take thing, away from it. I'm trying to make good. Brandon... And I'm, I'm trying to make good. Brandon feel bad. Not exploding heads material. It was too good. <laughs> it too good. <laughs> well, no, it too I, good. You know what, though? We did get some feedback. All joking aside, we did get some feedback that, that nailed it. Because you guys had like a lot more long-form content, the style that the show that we do. And I actually did edit it down and, as JP put it, scratched the surface. And he would have liked more, more in-depth. And my biggest fear was like, boring the audience and whatnot but i actually just made it in if i we told were... you i thought yours was an hour too long <laughs> <laughs> an hour and 22 seconds and we said an hour was the, the, the limit an hour the and two hours and i just made it in and if if anybody wanted to nail me on the trailers which i actually edited those trailers down a little bit so they didn't all play out long form but if you cut those out then i would have i would have been but short. you didn't like my long form trailer <laughs> No, I don't. Oh, there we go. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant because anybody could be like, well, if you take those trailers out, you would have been short. They're right. I would have been. I would have been, I guess, three minutes short. It's okay. It's okay. It was worth it. You did great. You guys both really did fucking very good. Here's what my mistake was. I tried to make this show, the solo show, like our regular show with a segment, with a fucking, uh, with an opening thing, some banter a fucking segment at the end in a movie review, which I was going to review the final prayer, AKA borderlands. I already did. It was on the list and someone said to watch it. I have a whole fucking note and rating. I was going to do a full review. So I completely plan on doing a mini exploding heads with one person. That was my thought. Opening segment, real segment, movie review, cut it. But because I was rambling too much in the beginning and because the segment, there was so much information when I was talking I had to rush at the end, and I, I was running out of time, and, you know, that was my mistake. I fucked up on time. 
Uh, was I too long-winded? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's what I said. I don't have anyone to bounce off of. Usually one of these guys shuts me the fuck up. You know? <laughs> so, right about now. It was, no, I'm just, no, I'm just thank you. Yeah, see? No, but, no. <laughs> no, but you know I'm what? Okay. I'll joke it aside. This took up a lot of time. Like Brandon said, I couldn't believe how much I was like reading, rewatch. I watched like a lot of movies for this. And <laughs> then I, you know, writing down notes, uh, kind of getting the format of what I wanted to do. Then recording, I re- edited as I was recording. Usually we do the show, I go back and I edit. This one I was editing as I, I was like, I just did 10 minutes, I'm going to go back and edit it. But I'm saying it was so much work that I felt drained after that I'm like, I don't need to do that again for a long time. I took it way too seriously and definitely went overboard the first time. I think now, given all the feedback, positive, indifferent, now I can enjoy it more the second time. I did have fun with it. I much rather do it this way, but you learn stuff about yourself. Like I've always known I'm a fast talker. I tend to fumble over my words a lot. I do that all the time. I tend to be talking before I even think about what I want to say. Oh, that's, and that's what happens. Yeah, I do that. I think we're all three of us do that. That's what yeah. makes the show fun. <laughs> but, yeah, Probably, but, right? it, but like you said, we have each other to to stop. So it's like you know, Christian, you've said many times where you're like, I don't even know what tangent I'm going off on. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Usually you're not really going that far off on a tangent. You're usually making good points, but it's much easier in a group setting. Yeah. Oh, boy. I was going and, off on fucking tangents, and then I was saying one thing and having another train of thought hop. Now, there's my shit. You're OCD. I'm fucking ADHD. So I'm talking about this, 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 and something else pops in my head, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and this. Then as I'm talking, I'm reminded that I had to go back to where I started. Then I jumped back. It was like a fucking bad edit. It was like, edit. Here's the middle. Here's the end. And all of a sudden, the end went back to the middle. It was fucking... But... I was like, holy shit, I breathe. Take that out. <laughs> <laughs> At least, I'll say this. I will give myself a little bit of props to say that there's one thing I can do good, and I could shoot... I could tr- I could do one take fucker if I'm prepared with the stuff. Mm. I, I realized that. Like, Christian, you probably had very little edits to do with me, except when I told you I needed it, right? Which was like two or three... Yeah, yeah, and I, I, both, you, I just tried to shorten you because you said you went a little long. I was trying to right. get you under the two hours. That's right. Daisy, a little losing, long, but without yeah. losing any of your stuff, right? Because you said you wanted right. me to keep it pretty much intact. I, I, I can at least say I'm good at that. I can, I'm good in plug in the mic and just fucking go and talk. And as long as I kept talking and and, and <laughs> wasn't saying nothing. I felt I was doing okay as long as I was like, well, hold on a second, guys. You know what I mean? I always had something coming out i was cool like that that was one thing i did right but i'll tell you what talking for two straight fucking hours oh. i was losing my voice i was fucking it was bad i was my now, Christian, was maybe we could come up with a reverse edit tool where you can insert breathing <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't breathe there you go <laughs> That was the that was the real thing that got me mad was that they referenced "Don't Breathe" in the it's like reference a good movie at least. Well, it makes sense. Don't you didn't breathe? See, I know, but that's... yay, Brandon, don't breathe. There it is. Brandon, don't breathe. The show's in trouble. Jury in his solo cast, Brandon. Don't yeah, so my next solo class will probably be my top five favorite Ghoulie Muppets. <laughs> Speaking Ghoulie of which. Should we talk about Hellraiser 2? Okay, Hellraiser 2, Hellbound, 1988, directed by Tony Randall, written by Clive Barker and Peter Atkins. Kirsty is brought to an institution after the death of her family where the occult obsessive head 
resurrects Julia and unleashes the Cenobites once again. Okay, that's better. That's a better synopsis than the last one, I think. Right off the bat, I don't know of, of many other sequels. There are a few, but many others that play like a total extension of the first movie. That feels like it just elongated the first movie to make one ultimate super movie. I'm not saying it's as good yet. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's and I think the that feeling. I think that's the reason why you'll hear people sometimes say they like Hellraiser two better than one because it starts right. It gets right into it. I used to like it better. I did, and we've talked about this on the show. I did too. It used to be one I said was better. I don't feel that way yep. anymore. I don't feel that Me way either. anymore. But it, it, I don't feel like it's a mess, as oh, some no. people do call it though. Because it does oh, no. get uneven. It does get a little weird. And it's because of, A, they had wrote a script. And obviously the dad didn't want to come back. The guy that played the father. He Larry, didn't want to, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Larry didn't want to reprise his role. So they said that they actually had to just do sort of offshoots of the script. They rewrote it. But really it was like more of a and it wor- and that part, part. Wor- And that part worked the yeah, way they did that. They got it. I mean, they did it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how much more he was in the final act. Because it yeah. sounded like there was more of him in the final act. That was taken out. But why would he have been in hell anyway? He didn't do anything bad. True. That so makes I, zero I sense. Have, I would have never expected him to be in hell. But the message could confuse Kirsty just of what's going on. But I wouldn't have expected his actual character to be in hell. Yeah. No, it makes zero sense. So that wouldn't have worked anyway. Here's the weird thing about this film. When they went into it, when, when they were writing it, because they were writing it basically right away. Matter of fact, when he was writing Hellbound Heart, he intended to have this be on film. He intended to make a movie of it. And then, as soon as this one wrapped, he you know he was already on this one, Barker was, and they knew this, this, this movie was coming. They completely were going to make Julia the heel. She was going to be the fucking big bad in this movie. Yeah. Not Pinhead. Pinhead got popular. He even got named Pinhead by the fans, and he got big and he blew up. But the original plan was for Julia to be the recurring. She was going to be the female Freddy Krueger. She yeah. was going to be the fucking continuing fucking antagonist in this series. Isn't that strange? And then they went. They said, "Well, Pinhead's popular. We got to put him back in as a main character." And isn't that strange that they thought to do that? Though? Very strange. I thought. I, I thought that I read that, and I thought the exact same thing too. Although. On a total side note, don't you think Julia's hotter in this movie? She's hotter in two than she's in one. And Kirstie's hotter. Yes. Kirstie's the same, but I think she's even a little hotter in two. Kirstie's hotter today. Have you seen what she looks like today? She's like 50 yeah. now, but she looks – she's like one of those people that get, get better with age. Too bad Julia did but <laughs> – No, but I think she's better looking in two than she – it was one year later. But the way they did her makeup and the way her hair was was much better – style yes. it was a much better style and that's why she's better looking yeah same uh, thing with Percy. gave her more makeup and made her look older it's funny that they well, got rid of the boyfriend though right out of the gate they just him. they just ditched him they knew he was useless but only to replace him for a pretty much useless character kyle right. like was useless they might as well have just kept the boyfriend isn't the- that weird it is weird weird <laughs> fucking weird jesus christ fucking weird <laughs> he must have been into this shit for years. Look, that Kyle, a- we didn't write you many lines. Just repeat them. Every line you have, repeat twice. This scene, this next five-minute scene, you're just going to look around and go, weird, 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 Jesus Christ, Jesus, weird, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he must have been, yeah. and, and that whole must have been th- into years. That's where the fault, the biggest fault of the movie is, is co- it's so convenient. Kirstie's at the Chouinard mental place, the facility. This doctor's been, of course, studying this shit for years and has all these extra puzzle boxes, knows 
like the history of the Cenobites and is just into this bull, all this shit. Just it's a little too convenient. Never cared about it as a kid. I'm being extra critical looking at it now twice for the show again, but it doesn't take my rating down. It's just a little too convenient. So it's also a little convenient that, you know, next door to Kirsty's room is this young girl who's very good at solving puzzles. Well, I think they have her because of his study of being right. into this for so long. That's where Tiffany comes in. So I can buy yeah. that part. Yeah, because yeah wants true, her. true. But, um, yeah. but Although, they... to be honest, it's not really solving the puzzle so much as you seem to just caress it for a little bit and it solves itself. <laughs> and who is That's Tiff? a one point. They never really describe who Tiffany is. Like, she's a puzzle solver, but... What, and even know? when she starts talking, she never gives her real name. Yeah. They scream it 50,000 times. Tiffany! Okay. <laughs> Back to what you said, and I'll say the same thing about the continuation of one to the other. I used to say that about Halloween 2 because it's very more ridiculously obvious in that movie. Very you know? true. And this, I would say that about this too. But when I watched Halloween, there have, you know, when I did the banana laser thing and we discussed Halloween 1 and 2 on the same show, Rizal. Hold on. Mazel pointed out <laughs> that people say you should watch one after the other, but really, I disagree because it's so jarring, the differences. The soundtrack is very different, and the pacing is different, and other things are different that you know it's strange to go from one to two because of the differences in it and how the second one's more slashery. It doesn't feel like an extension of this. It doesn't feel like one long movie because part two makes different choices that one wouldn't have made. And I will say the same thing about this. This one, it doesn't seem, yes, it is very familiar. The soundtrack is spot on. It's great. They brought all the actors and actresses back. Wonderful. But to me, this movie, there's question marks in this movie. And I don't have any real question marks in the first movie. Like, it's like you said, convenient, but some things just don't make sense. Like, oh, why? Yeah. how was Frank able to get through to do that fake message, help me, I'm in hell? Yeah, it's, although it's... Things it's, like that It's a moneymaker. This was no. made quickly to get it into theaters and to make even more money. I mean, it was on... I, I, not that I put a lot of weight on a Ebert, Siskel and Ebert, but Ebert has actually this one on his shit list, like his like shit movie list. And I'm not saying what? it's shit... But I'm saying no. that there's a lot of that in this movie where it's just done very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I, I meant to mention something in part one that was like that too. Pinhead actually, uh, if you remember at the beginning, he grabs the puzzle box and then yes. he turns it and it, everything goes back it. to normal. How the yeah. hell does the puzzle box come back into play later in the movie? And I, yeah, I, I meant Frank to mention that. Exactly. It. Frank all of a yeah, sudden I has it. it. Very convenient to just, oh, you have it. I took the the dream of um, Frank, well Larry returning, but it's really Frank as as another premonition because she had the the dream in the first one of her father of something bad happening to her father, so it was like just another crazy dream sequence, no explanation wasn't. for it. He admits to it. He says that I fucking I, I had to draw you in here somehow. He tells her that yes. I, I, I pretended to be your father. So he it was something that fucking if this guy's in hell, how could he reach out and do that? That makes no yeah. sense compared to the maybe I have a feeling it's because of again the the lust and desire you could reach out to those who you know okay Kirsty wants to really I mean? fuck Frank that's what you're saying okay <laughs> <laughs> she has this suppressed sexual desire she deserves why... to be in hell you're right she wants to fuck her uncle okay not that she deserves to be in hell but she's 
drawn to it. She's drawn to this puzzle box. Okay. Why does the doctor stop in the middle of fucking brain surgery? Because fucking Kirsty wakes up. He's in the middle of brain surgery. He has students. He's doing all this stuff. He gets a thing over the PA saying, uh, the doctor, uh, the, somebody in room 3A has just well, because, woken up. Well, because he, right. know, he knows the story with her because Steve had already told the story and been dis, dis, discharged. So he knows the story. So he knows she has information on the lament configuration and all that. I know that. I understand the importance of Kirsty in the movie, but I'm saying you're going to leave fucking brain surgery. Where is she going to go? She can't get out of the fucking place. She can't wait 10 minutes more to go see her. Yeah, but Chenard sees crazy. Yeah, but do you think a doctor would stop brain surgery with an assistant and students around him? <laughs> he wasn't that great of a doctor. Right. What about the what about the cop interrogating her? He interrogates her and won't let them yeah. leave, yet they sent the boyfriend home hours ago. Yeah, and he told the same story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, why keep her? Why yeah, she you so wouldn't fun? believe what he told us. Would we you let him go hours me? ago. That's where it's very uneven at the beginning, where it cuts back to him. He's like, oh. would you talk to me? Like, well, she told you the story, and you heard it from the boyfriend. It goes, just because you don't want demons in this version doesn't mean it's going to get any better, because that's not going to be the truth. I always found that very weird, but, oh, well, then he leaves. And then, yeah. uh, and then but Kyle just, this is why the, the Kyle character just irks me. I just think the bringing the boyfriend back, even if they, just to give him a better role, overhears the doctor saying, bring the mattress, I must say, bring it to my house. I must stress the importance of bringing it to my house. And Kyle's yes. like, holy shit, I'm going to break into this place and see what the fuck's going on. It just, the, the transition there was so like, what? Like, that had to be Man, you're really, making, you're really making me dislike this movie. <laughs> well, I'm just I, noticing I, I, it, watching it back to back right. two times in one week. Yes. I've loved this movie for years. And like I said, I liked it better than the first one. I've rated this movie a 10 out of 10 before. I'll preface all of that. Like, I've had it up there. But I'm just noticing it by watching it twice in one week. I was just like, what the hell? And you're taking notes for the show and whatever. I just noticed these things where I just kind of dismissed them before. Oh, well, who yeah. cares? Who cares? Who cares? See, it's been, it's been such a long time since I'd seen these films that I think I was just more enjoying them. Almost, It almost felt like a first-time watch again, watching these two. And I just felt like with Hellraiser 2... The pacing was so much better. I just loved how it started off. I loved seeing how Elliot Spencer becomes Pinhead. That's such a cool scene. That's cool. You know, and yeah. it just it got right to it. it and cool. you know, and obviously the Doctor Chenard when he resurrects Julia, that's that that effects is great. Oh, that mattress sequence oh, is like yeah. standard. Oh, and possibly awesome. the goriest thing I saw at that, so t- that point. It was. Really I was just bloody. upset that he. Why did he give her like white pants and a white jacket? I said couldn't that. give her a dark. I wrote those same notes. <laughs> Did you write that? <laughs> I wrote that then. I'm like, why is everybody with no skin and all bloody always given white shirts and white suits? <laughs> exactly the same note. Well, I put awesome. fucking suits for emphasis. Fuck it. Yeah, I just gave her a it. fucking white pantsuit. She's just <laughs> fucking goo. I gotta go back to Kyle. So that when Kyle finds out and says, We gotta go, we gotta go do something, and Chrissy opens the door and finds out that there's no clothes in there, he's like, she's like, oh. And his lines are, I'll, I'll get you your clothes. I can do that. I'm Damn a doctor. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Exposition. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It was well, weird that her clothes were missing to begin with. I mean, she just got into the shower. Who came in and took them? Chenard. Chenard to keep her from leaving. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll even explain things away because I don't dislike the movie. I, I don't either. I'm like Christian yeah, at all. I don't dislike it I, either. I, I, but I, here's what I did. I made the mistake 
And I say it is a mistake. I watched them the other night back to back for the first time probably since childhood. I have for years and for years I I used to say that part two was better or just as good. It seems like the last ten years I've really grown an affinity to part one. I love the pacing. I love the I just I think it's a masterpiece. Same now. here. Man. Where when I was young, same thing. It seems like with age, I prefer the first one and the second one is still good, just as a film, not not on the level. But but also like I said, there's. I have notes in this movie. I take my notes, and I have question marks. I didn't have those question marks with the first film. That's all I'm saying. There's just and let me just get to it. Fucking, I'll say it again. Thanks, Freddie. Thank you, Freddie, because this is the year they didn't do it in '87, Hellraiser. But that was already a book written by Clive, and it was his hands all over it. Of course, the next year, with all the fucking horror comedy. They gotta have Chenard come in with a fucking one-liner, everything out of his mouth. Doesn't matter that it was delivered in a serious tone. Everything out of that fucking guy's mouth was comedy when he when he went full Cenobite. And you know it was. Everything was a fucking one-line. It just once in a while, okay, they completely overkilled the fucking. Yeah, yeah. Lines. I wasn't a big fan of him as a Cenobite. It was just too very much pinheady. Well, pinheady, and very much. Uh, and every time he screamed, it sounded like he was singing. <laughs> it sounded like they looped it. I thought, I thought my, I thought my player was fucked. Like, did it just? Oh, that could be. Maybe, oh. maybe they looped it. I, I thought he was gonna break out as a song. It looks like he's dancing too. <laughs> stop when motion. he first gets it, the stop motion is yeah. horrible too. Yeah, it, it is pretty cheesy, but I, I enjoy some of it. I do, um, I do enjoy the, you know, Julia's kill room more than Frank's kill room. Even though Frank's kills were more gory. Uh, I do like the aftermath. I do like the you know the way the corpses are laid out like that. But you seem to have too many corpses if you compare it to the first movie. Yes. There's she a had a lot. Yeah, out. it's a, well, it's a, she's a yeah. woman. You know, it always takes them <laughs> twice as long to get things right. <laughs> and there goes our female listener base. <laughs> hey, do you guys think in, in the first movie when they're doing that thing and he says, "I'll do anything to stay," and he and, and he goes, "Anything." And she says, anything. Do you think it meant anal? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to make that joke when Lauren was here. You so should have. I, I figured I, I, in retrospect, I should have after the way she is and the way we got along. But I didn't, yeah. whatever. I just, she, she's very pro-anal. <laughs> I didn't say that, no. I just. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's what you totally implied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Oh, fuck. Chenard, why does Chenard get all that fucking power? Like these guys have served hell or whatever you want to call it for all these years doing their fucking job. Why all of a sudden did they decide to make this guy the fucking, the king of the roost? Well, Leviathan did that. I know, yeah, Leviathan basically is the ruler of all. Yeah, of them. he I, turned yeah. him into a Cenobite, but why did he be automatically become like the most powerful Cenobite? That's what I'm saying. Why? And can we talk about when he got turned into a Cenobite? There's a uh, an image in this movie that I absolutely is the most ridiculous. Oh, the big, the big cock. <laughs> when he's like, when it's when he's just descending down, and it's like, wah, 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 and he's all covered oh, yeah. in blood, and he's, it, it just looks, it's so horribly. It looks like they just said, okay, spray some blood on him, put this like big yeah. tentacly cock there, and then just have him go. It just is so odd, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. That every time I've watched that, I just think it's a horrible effect. Oh, that was a straight-up cock at the end. That was a big mushroom head that, like, ripped his... It was a cock, definitely. 
But that doesn't bother me. It was all veiny, too. Yes, it was veiny. It was definitely a cock. Did you watch the Leviathan thing? No, I want to watch it, though. Let me just pimp it. I got the fucking arrow. I got the the Scarlet Box with one, two, and three. Did it come with with the documentary? It's great, because on Hellraiser 1, it's it's part one Leviathan, but they just talk about Hellraiser, and it's 90 minutes long. And then on Hellraiser 2 disc, it's the Leviathan for part two, and it's two fucking hours long. Not to mention interviews with Frank and all, dude. You know what happened? I can't you know stress enough happened? how good that set is. You Go just ahead. you just sold me on the box set because I wasn't oh, gonna pick up the box set, but you just sold me on it. It's fucking fantastic. I am gonna I, get it. I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's the best transfer you're gonna get for that for those movies. Yeah, I had to watch them on Netflix because I don't own any of the Hellraiser films. Oh yeah, yeah. Get, well, these okay. Let's talk about this. One, two, and three. We wanted to cover these for a reason. This is the Hellraiser trilogy. Everything that comes after these movies does not feel one bit. Like, granted, three doesn't feel a whole lot like one and two. I was gonna say that too, yeah. But it's the yeah. closest thing. It's like it's like Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. How it kind of still feels a little bit like the first four, but yeah. not exactly. And, it, and it's still fun, even though right, Christian. Jump, jump I'll argue ship. the first four then, because the first two at least kind of stand together, and I could say two, three, and four kind of play off of one another, and maybe because the same writer was involved with those ones. So I'll give it up to four, and then after okay. then when it's Inferno. And whatever Little goes secret. beyond, like, and I, I couldn't get into the Inferno. I could get into, but you could just tell at that point already that it was another script that they just turned into a Hellraiser movie, and then oh, whatever. Yeah, like but that. the first four, even though that guy, uh, I think it was Kevin Yeager, left the movie and put Alan Smithy as the director. Right. I saw it in the theater. I still watch it. I could do without oh, the fine. flashes of Pinhead at the beginning or whatever. So I like that movie. Uh, I might even like that better than three, to be honest. I'm a mark for the soundtrack. That's the problem. Four yeah. doesn't have that fucking Christopher Young soundtrack. Yeah, very true. And and you're right. So That's from it. a soundtrack standpoint, you've got that flow for the first three. But the, the tone does definitely change for part three. Yeah. But three as a standalone film is is really fun. It has, you know, I love the big club massacre scene. It's got a big body count. I love the new Cenobites that. that come out. I know they're cheesy, but they're fun. Nah. It's a fun, like, standalone Hellraiser. Are we blending yeah, but... together because we're talking about it? So do you want to just mash it together since we're talking about the series or are we going to do three separately? We... Because I was going to say, I, I, I agree. No, I don't either. And I, I sort of see what you're saying and I think the new Cenobites are cheesy. Yeah, and they're they cheesy, all have one-liners. They all have one-liners. You're talking about one-liners from Pinhead. This, there, there's one one-liner in this movie that's such a groaner that it makes me hate the movie almost, but I don't hate it. But it's in two three or, or two. In three, it comes from the woman when she's in the church and the. Oh, the I know tone, what you're gonna say. Can I, tone, can I guess it? The, yeah. What the, the fuck is that? Yes. The total. And tone, what the fuck is that? Yeah, the yes. total tone changes. Her character changes. She was running, but she was still strong. And then she's like, "Oh, Mr. Priest, these demons are chasing me. These demons are." Ch-. I'm like that. She wasn't like that one scene ago. And all of a sudden, there are no. It was all a big setup for her to give that dumb line. And I hate that line. Well, yeah. There are no demons. Enter Pinhead. Then what the fuck is that? I'm like, really? I gotta be honest though. The Pillar of Souls. Scared the shit out of me. That's really creepy. It was a great idea. It was the best and it's thing a great yeah. It's a great idea that that his evil got separated and hid from his former self, from the Elliot Spencer. So he was sort of like on a rampage because he was all evil now. There was nothing good left in him. I guess it got a little too confusing. Towards it did get it did get a little confusing, but the whole the whole mythos of uh, of Hellraiser can be a little confusing. 
Yeah, but I mean, just the whole thing. Why were they talking to him? And he was Elliot Spencer here, and then the and then uh, Pinhead's here, and it's the good one against the bad one. It just, I don't know. It just didn't. I guess I could see it in a different. They talk, yeah, they talked about walking yeah. through the window in her apartment, but yet they never made it back to the apartment. So was the window really just a metaphor for the window of her mind, of her soul? I think it was half baked ideas. I, the whole backstory with the dad was useless to me. That didn't yes. feel like it was necessary at all. Personally, yeah, I, I don't think they went anywhere a- good with it, other than for him to be to be able to trick her to get the box. Which yeah, it was it was weak. It was almost like the descent week. Oh, stop it! <laughs> You're watching that this year, buddy. We're watching yeah. it again, and, and you will see. <laughs> you will see, especially after seeing cheesy horror movies like Hellraiser three, where yes, I guess it is fun, but I don't want fun in my Hellraiser. And I, if I sound like a fucking crumb for saying that, I'm sorry. I just look at the tone <laughs> of one <laughs> of one and two. Yes. I and No, then, I agree with you. I wish they had continued with Kirsty and Tiffany. I wish we had followed them and maybe they yeah. go, you know, and it becomes a serious franchise. But it jumps the shark and it's a completely just standalone film. It's in New York. It does jump the shark. Uh, it's, fun, it's fun, though. I found I, I enjoyed it. A lot more this time than I remember the last time I watched it. And why does Pinhead get to get back? Pinhead gets to come back, but like all the other ones that were the classic ones couldn't come back. Yeah. They all got killed off way too quick in part two, too. Oh, yeah, they did. Although that, yeah, although that scene is so cool. I love the transformation back to their human selves. Yeah, but why would a kid, well, okay. Why would a kid be fucking (laughs) Chatterer? They wouldn't he, take an innocent soul. They've even said that. They he, know. Didn't look so, he didn't look so innocent. He looked like he was about 13, 14. He's probably rubbing one out every 10 seconds. He's got lust and desire on his mind. Okay, I'll accept that. <laughs> I'll accept it. Although I have seen that argument. Why would they take a kid, but yet they'll, they won't take a mental patient? They won't take Tiffany. But right. she's simply solving the puzzles yeah. because it's a puzzle, not because she's, she has lust and desire in her heart. And he says, "These are hands that these aren't hands that are calling us, or whatever the fuck he says." Yeah, they the hands, the hands don't call us. Desire, yeah. And why wouldn't Julia be a fucking shitting her bricks when freaking when they're coming back and she's sitting there waiting? It certainly is. It I certainly thought, has. Thought, she should be I, running away like Frank was. I thought so too, but she, she was escaped. allowed back because Leviathan let her back, and Leviathan is more powerful than Pinhead. You did it again. Thank you. Okay, yeah. good. Because I thought the same thing when I'm watching. I'm like, why is she standing behind the wall with the doctor? Shouldn't she be running? Pinhead's going to get her. Like It's like part one again. And she then, even says it. She yeah. says it to Chenard. They wanted souls, and I brought them. Why do you think I was allowed to come back? Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and, he wanted, and he wanted to be there so bad, Chenard. He belong- Chenard deserves to be a boss. Go ahead. Yeah, Christian. he wanted <laughs> No, 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 no worries. No, no, Christian. You I was had something to say. Yeah, no, that when they're when they're trying to escape, uh, when it's Tiffany and her, and the that whole uh, piece of the uh, labyrinth breaks off, and it's a wind tunnel, and Julia's there, and she and her skin rips off. I love that, but yeah, it's also cool. stupid because then you see this little ghouly Muppet thing fly backwards. It's a blow and, up doll. Yeah. It's a fuck doll. But then, but then her yeah her flappy body on the ground, that skin just stays put. It's a wind tunnel that they should have been taken back to. But then you would have had that fit cool And Kirsty perfectly. Yeah. And the box. Yeah. It fits perfectly. But well, I'll just, just like, tell you. Yeah, just like Larry in part one. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, it is, oh, I wanted to ask this question when Lauren was here. I was going to say, do you think that it was Frank's cock or Larry's cock fucking when they came back? 
<laughs> I'll just take the bigger one. Thanks. Put it on with a thumbtack. <laughs> Frank was held. Frank was hung like a fucking baby elephant. We know that. I mean, come yeah. on. Unless it's just the motion, I don't know. But I'm not a girl. A baby elephant. Not... He holds his like forearm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a baby elephant's cock, right? What you see here from the show elbow us, down. Show us a full-grown elephant. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, that's it. It's a fucking almost a whole arm. <laughs> I, I'm the one that bathes them daily. Oh, that's right. You should be doing this for us. That's right. Elephant cocks. How big are elephant cock like balls compared to cocks? Like, are they ridiculously enormous like their cocks are? Or are they, like, regular-sized? I honestly never can get a clear measurement because Brandon's face is always stuffed in them. (laughs) 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 Oh, I missed you guys. (laughs) It's not the same telling cock and balls jokes when there's nobody there to appreciate them. I laugh at my own jokes, so that's okay. (laughs) I'll tell you this. Frank's hell would be my hell. Because I'm fucking horny twenty four seven. I could totally. It, it was a it. it was a well thought out idea. I like the idea of his hell, but it was a little underwhelming in terms of what I expected his hell to be like. I mean, it shouldn't have been just like women groaning underneath. It should have been like gorgeous naked women having sex with each other, and every time he tried to get to them, like they disappeared or something. Look who you're talking about. Frank might be attracted to the fucking bloody fucking cheats and all that shit. He's a sick fuck. Yeah, he's a twisted fuck. Here's the worst part. How easily Kirsty fucking... How did she know when she grabbed a fucking bedsheet and threw it on flames that that, everything was going to go fucking bananas? She's like, I'd rather burn. And he throws it and he's like, no! I'm like... Does he say not my skin or something like that? Yeah, not my... Yeah, like what the... uh, Not my skin. It doesn't make sense. How did he get his like skin back line. in hell and then yeah. it's gone again? How many times is this guy going to lose his skin? That's a Hellraiser thing. Skin is, like I said, an accessory. Yeah, like jewelry. He's got, he's got a lot of skin <laughs> in the game. <laughs> it's like jewelry. Well, we're just flesh. It's, it's a big Barker thing. It's all about the flesh, you know? There is a side it's note just... there. I wrote a note down again. Watch it a few times. The, the set is so cheaply constructed there that when Frank throws Kirsty against the the stone wall. You can actually the rubber see, wall. You can see it like move. <laughs> yes, it like you, you can, it like it's bounce. So Ed, Ed Woody. It's like <laughs> you're like oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. Just I was a like, oh, God. I did not know that. Yeah, I noticed that. Well, I like the nothing personal, babe. Fucking comeback from yeah. The come yeah. That was I, that, that was cool. I've always liked that. Yeah, yeah. That's good shit. So I don't know. Should we just rank two and then go to three? Even though we're kind of talking about both. That's fine. Yeah, what else? We got anything else to say about... We said it had bigger music. I said it when we were talking about the first one. The music seemed like it was just bigger and bolder and and, and just... It was at 11 (laughs) for this movie. It was great. 11, right, right. Yeah, Yeah, Lauren style. Right. Now, what about... Okay, more jokey shit. Fucking even Julia, she was kind of doing the the Freddy Krueger shit because she was like... She was taking pinhead lines. She says, I have such sights to show you, she said. Ah, such a great line, though. I don't know. Yeah, like jokey. I, I said they were trying to draw the jokey. parallels, obviously. The jokey... But strange that she would say it. Like, it's a Freddy thing. You know what I mean? It's just strange the that she would... The jokey shit was all Shenard, though, with the, the, the I recommend yes. amputation. Yeah. Right. And Which then she said, come to mother. <laughs> Evisceration. <laughs> and then she says, come to mother. You know, to him, to fucking the 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 whole come to daddy thing comes back. Yeah. She says come to mother, and then she says nothing personal, babe. So uh, three lines from part one, Julia spit out in part two. 
It, that's so like what Freddy did when you compare part three to part four. They took the lines and they just like did it again or, or added to it. I thought this, that was kind I, of. I, but I know where you're going with this one. I think this one they were trying to trying to show the relationship. Yeah, I think there, it was a tie-in, not a cop-out. Well, that's Maybe what the I'm saying. The original script yeah. was to continue on. I thought you were just saying that like she was, they were just stealing dialogue from it. It makes no, sense just... for what you said with her supposedly going to be the new lead. Yeah, the female Freddy Krueger they wanted her to be. Not, not so much jokey, but still, you know, taking those lines and using them, and the it's just weird man. because or boogie what's... woman, boogie woman, boogie on reggae woman. Um, <laughs> But, what, what about you know, the horrible effects work, though? Like, there. I know this movie had a limited budget, but those horrible. like. Uh, but like, the labyrinth. Yeah, the, like the labyrinth itself, was, <laughs> I was okay with, I guess. But forgiving of the time. The, the big Leviathan. The, he was so scary, just spinning there with yeah. his shadows coming out of him. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. It was really, really I, low budget, but it was. But I had fun with it, so I didn't care. I've always liked it. I, 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 it was a product of its time, and I love all the effects from part one and part two. I think they're they're grossly fucking underrated. Nobody yeah, I love ever... the effects from part one, and when I read that that Clyde Barker and you know other people were talking about how bad some of the effects were in it, I was like, I didn't think anything was bad in it I in know, part one. Part... The ones we talked about, part two had some yeah. rushed ones too, some rushed yeah. stuff, but overall is good. Dude. Even the slit throat, I'm not sure if I liked it because it was really long when Penhead gets his throat slit. Oh yeah, it's really long. Oh, oh, oh. It yeah. used to I me. liked it. You know where sounds I like Christian movie? on a Saturday night. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get sloppy. I like to swallow that whole thing, balls and all. It's all you can eat. Balls and all. I, I want bump. a bumper sticker that says "balls and all." <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make that for you. Nice. See, I bought this you at the Walden Galleria in uh, in <laughs> Buffalo. We came back from yeah. a ski trip and we stopped at the Walden Galleria and there was a. Uh, a store, a video store there that had laser discs, and I was so happy because I'd only watched the R-rated VHS, and they had the unrated laser disc, and right. I had to get it. And I got that home, and I couldn't. I, I, my mouth dropped when I saw that whole Julia scene. Uncut awesome for the first time. Oh, so good, so good. That's what I'm saying. The skinless people, the bloody, and both of these movies are fucking top notch. Image entertainment, yeah. top notch fucking makeup effects, practical effects. Nobody ever talks about them. They're they're overlooked. I think it's great. And let me say this: as long as you're talking about unrated, I had the unrated VHS of Part Two, and I was so. And for years, it was on DVD only as rated. And I was so excited a couple years ago when the unrated came to Netflix, and I put it in, and five minutes in, I knew that it was bullshit. It was their R-rated version, and the way you could tell is when they when they do the fucking retcon of Jesus wept that yeah. scene. In the uncut version, you actually actually see him ripping apart, and it's not just the explosion of it. Yeah, and that's how the, I knew. There's a close up of the face. There's a close up of the face ripping apart quick, and then the explosion part of the body. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? I I had the the tin DVD where it gave you Hellraiser, the, and it gave you Hellraiser two as a bonus. And I'm pretty yep, sure I remember I that. that. I thought that one was uncut. Maybe I'm wrong then. Maybe uh, the DVD I had just was, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I know the Blu-ray also was not uncut. It came with one and two on the same thing. And it, it was, it said, it, it, same thing as Netflix. Said it was the uncut and it wasn't. I haven't seen the uncut until I got the fucking Scarlet, until I got the box set. And I was like, there it is. Thank you. That's the uncut fucking version, you know? So yeah, don't believe Netflix. That's all I can say. One more thing. How oh. can there be a fucking book? 
How can there be when Kyle's looking at Chenard's place? How can there be a book about the fucking about about all of this stuff? Who would have wrote it and who would have known? Uh, what's his real Elliot. name? Elliot. Yeah, yeah. they have pictures. Oh, why would his picture be there? That's what I was saying. It was like that's what I was like. It's just a little too convenient and too much too yeah. much historical data at this guy's fingertips. I was just. And like, what's with all the puzzle boxes? Are there yeah. many puzzle boxes? I know, but I respect I the hell. I want to have them in my house. Displayed the same way. Oh, yeah. Three different boxes with those fucking cases. Awesome. Yeah, that was cool. But that's always bothered me. Why would he know about fucking Elliot Spencer? It, like, it's like someone lived to tell and they saw him and he somehow found out. He didn't even know about it. So that's how Kirsty find out. You know what I mean? That that's what I'm saying. A little too convenient. That, that but... and that's that's my probably my biggest issue with the whole Hellraiser franchise. Is there was so much opportunity to to really go into depth and maybe I got to read the novella and all the stories behind it, but there's so much opportunity to really explore backstory. There's novels too. There's new, new, new yeah. novels, comics that do it. And you know, I don't know what's canon and what's not, but it's cool. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Anybody got anything else? We should read this fucking thing. I, right? I actually do have one other thing. I just thought of when you started, Shoot. that's line. There's a line where uh, Frank says right before Christy figures out that thing with the towel or, or the blanket, he goes, Oh, come on, Christy. When you're dead, you're fucking no. dead. It makes no sense because in Hellraiser, no. When you're dead, you're obviously not fucking dead because you have all this opportunity to come back. <laughs> so I thought that line right. contradicted itself. Uh, and I only noticed that, never cared because I always thought it was a kick-ass line. It is a kick-ass line. And then all but... of a sudden I watched it for the second time. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, says the guy who just came back from the dead yeah. fucking a movie before. <laughs> exactly. When you, no, well, it would it would have been a much weirder line if it was when you're dead, you're fucking dead. Except you're not really dead because you can come back. So forget what I just said. Yeah. That would have been a much <laughs> weirder line. Uh, there is one thing I want to mention, which I always found funny. When they do the retcon of part one and part two, and they show fucking Frank being born, why do they make him do a baby noise? Yeah. <laughs> why do, do they do that? They do. They, they redub the noise to like a baby noise. And it was so much more said, badass yeah, in part one. It was. It was like, oh, it was fucking intense. Then they put a baby noise in there. This 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 series is obsessed with fucking baby noise. That was my favorite um, scene in part one. Oh, being reborn. That's the way it connects. The fucking yeah. brain and all. Oh, that's fucking dude. phenomenal. Beautiful. So you guys phenomenal. have no problem with like you're talking about image. The skinless people are fantastic, but that I love the skinless people. But my problem in part one was between that birth scene, and then you see them. When he's like, don't look at me. I always thought yeah, that looks really bad. Really? Then it looks I, good. I thought, it looks fi- I thought it all looks fine. Wow. I, I do think that up. Julia looked better <laughs> than Frank. Lauren said so, right? Gloria, oh. Julia did look better than Frank. Yes. Yes, she did. I agree. I mean, it's, yep. oh, it's so cr- I still cringe when he's wrapping her up in gauze. I'm like, oh, that's got to hurt. You know why <laughs> Julia's better? Because we see her in the light. Yeah. Where Frank's always in the dark. We see her in a lit up in Chenard's house in white in a fucking bright house. So you see all the tendons much more. Yeah. Fucking, I'm, oh, always, I'm always expecting Chenard to yell at her. Like, why'd you put this big fucking handprint on my wall? <laughs> There's like one random handprint on the wall. Right. And she punches the mirror. I'd kill the bitch. Who the fuck do you think you are? I saved you from death. You come in my house. You punch my fucking mirror. Yeah, you, you're dragging blood all through the house. You put a big red handprint on my wall. Here, your, your reward is a white pantsuit. <laughs> and he wraps her, he he wraps her, her up wraps her up but like they had enough wrap why not just do the crack and everything else like I mean like like when he starts getting feeling up what, her ass 
Well, they're like everything because I mean, like you search, she starts lifting up her dress, and you can see it's all like not skin there, all skin oh, yeah. still. Really, it's always just gross. That scene. He did a beautiful it. job wrapping her, though. Yeah, well, he's a doctor. He's a brain surgeon, for God's sake. He should be <laughs> fucking good at it. What the fuck? Good God. Uh, do we have anything else? Because we'll fly through three, I think. But yeah, no, the out. ending was awesome. I like the pillar coming out of the mattress. Yeah, and, the end, the very yeah, and end. Get, and then you get to see the vagrant again. What, what is your pleasure? Yeah, it's awesome. It is, it's cool, I, I love... but look at the effect again. Look at the mattress when that effect comes up. It's, it's such yeah. a bad, CG. It's such a bad. No, it's a mat job. It's just literally they just cut it out, and you, you can what, see it's a hand job. What'd you a say? Mat, a mat job. A mat oh. job. Like, okay. uh, Dave's ears perked up at handjob. <laughs> yes. Well, I also thought that, like, even though I liked the vagrant and all that, he was almost a combination of the vagrant and the Asian guy from Morocco. Because Maybe in part one, going. he's just a, like an, a, a, a white guy, a white homeless guy. You're right. And he doesn't speak. It's the, it's the guy in Morocco who says, what is your pleasure, sir? But, you see, the crickets, but you see the crickets on his face and the beard. Well, think about it. Hold on. Hold on. That's the connection. I mentioned it when we did part one. He picks up the box, that fucking creature thing at the end, and the next time we see it, it's back on the fucking in Morocco with that Asian guy. So he's they, delivering it to him. Maybe they're one yeah. and the same. They just have different personas fucking for different places. Yeah, that could be. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Boom. I still love this movie, and I'm still going to come in high. So uh, for me, it's, it's a 9 out of 10. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. I actually – look, I'm, I'm not as big into Hellraiser – as most people are, but revisiting them this time, I'm definitely becoming a bigger fan. I actually talked about them, and I thought they were kind of overrated, but I had a lot of fun with the second one. Actually, a little bit more fun than the first one. So I'm going to come in at a 9 out of 10. Nice. Well, it's funny because I, although I was coming down on it, like I, I'm like with Dave, exact same yeah. thing. Used to like this better than the first. It was a 10 way back when, although I may have come down on the movie a little bit tonight, it's just, again, that's what we're doing here. But I still love this movie. It still plays out quite well. I can forgive its flaws. It's a 9 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> nice. it, a movie like this with these types of flaws, you could still forgive them because they're just such fun, enjoyable films and still good films despite their flaws. Close to a Hall right of Famer, but not quite there. And that's okay. Good, good. Lauren was here. She would have given it like a 14 or something. So. Really... <laughs> <laughs> I should have got her retro votes. I should have said, what do you think about two and three? <laughs> Let's get Lauren's retro votes for two and three since you're such a big Hellraiser fan. <laughs> oh, well. It is what it is. 27 just keeps it out, but it's a damn good movie. It is. All right. So should we do three right now and then do our fucking emails and voicemails or go to the yeah, original why don't we, why don't, Since we already started talking about three, why don't we just jump right into it? Oh, my okay. God. I, like, practically look, I looked at my notes, and I think I said everything about three that I could say. Yeah, yeah, I that's think good, I, then. I, I mean, it's freaking mainstreamed. They mainstreamed Pinhead they to did. try to broaden an audience at this point. It's uh, for sure. Fucking, it's so 90s. Hellraiser 3 couldn't be more fucking 90s if it tried. It's the most 90s fucking horror movie you could see. And that's kind of distracting after seeing parts one and two. Admittedly, that club looks pretty cool. I don't know if I yeah, got yeah. it now, but back in the day. And I loved Armored Saint. Uh, not as much <laughs> as like the other ones, but... They actually did have a couple good albums and some good songs, and they, I can couldn't believe they had a cameo in this movie. As a, I as forgot a band, the house band of the movie. Yeah, I forgot that they were in it. It's That's weird. the best scene in the in the whole movie. The Shall club we, massacre. Shall we begin? Yeah. Oh, it's so cool! It's like, oh, here it comes. Now, there's so many bad effects in that though that I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, 
No. Yeah. No, and then I like how they... Anthony Hickox was like a big thing, eh? Like, he looked like he was going to be like the new big horror director. He had done like Waxwork, Waxwork 2, Hellraiser 3, Sundown. Uh, I know I'm forgetting one. Oh, um, that one that had like the Wolverine guy uh, full of clips. Uh, uh, Mario Van Pebbles. He had like like five movies under his belt and then just kind of went, disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe he was a little cocky. I don't know, because he does have a cameo of himself as he flips through the TV at one point. And he couldn't just have a picture of him on the TV. He actually had to have a picture with his name, Anthony Hickox, written underneath it. <laughs> as <a> cameo. <laughs> Anthony Kickox? Kickox, I call them. And I know <laughs> you posted the Exploded Head, Dave. And I know yeah. there's one in here, but it's yeah. not that good. It's too no, it's styrofoam-y. not that good. <laughs> it doesn't belong in this film. It doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying. The hooks are attached to him still. They wheel the guy in. It's nothing like you would see in part one and two. And a headache. It's as ridiculous as the curse of Michael Myers, Halloween six, when the fucking guy gets electrocuted and his head explodes like the Death Star. Yeah, but his head is actually perfectly intact when they flash back real quick after the explosion. Oh, really? When, when When you see Joey walking away. Really? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I do like the girl. I'm Terry? not talking about Joey. Terry. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I just watched Seinfeld, the entire fucking show over mm. the last couple months. And she was on there. She was, she was on just one show. And as soon yeah. as I saw her, I'm like, wait a minute. I go, oh, that's fucking the girl from Hellraiser 3. And not only was she on Seinfeld, there was uh, Tobin Bell was on fucking Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Towles was on there. It was weird that all these fucking horror people were just having these random one episode shots on Seinfeld. It's irrelevant, but I just, you know. Totally just, irrelevant. Lost yeah, my train but, of thought. So, so sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking for a pretty girl. How about Joey walks into a fucking packed bar and says to the bartender, "I'm looking for a pretty girl." I'm like, that's how you fuck it. I mean, it's a bar, a club. I mean, Maybe that's why you're a such fucking... a shitty reporter. <laughs> <laughs> right. She, she, she found her like in two seconds because of JP. Oh yeah, that's JP's girl. Yep. <laughs> that backstory, the backstory with the father is just useless, though. I know I said it earlier, but yeah. I'm think, just thinking of it. It's useless. It goes nowhere. JP's kind of cake ass. Like, I hated him when I first saw him. Uh, but then when you watch the movie over and over again, that whole part, the big opening, other than that stupid hospital sequence, there's some good stuff in the, in the club and whatever. But when Pinhead comes back to life, that's where it starts actually <laughs> going downhill. Agreed. <laughs> The best thing about Pinhead coming back is is the initial time, like what Brandon said, when we first see him yep. and, and, and the massacre. And then after that, it's all jump the shark material in the worst fucking ways. And Hell on Earth, come on. It was there's barely yeah. any Hell on Earth. A couple of a couple of explosions, a fire hydrant explodes. All they're doing is chasing this girl. They could have made it so epic. And oh yeah. I actually wrote that that they could have they could have had so much bigger a massacre scene outside. Like oh, yeah. cars just they go. Killed, and yeah, it. they killed a they killed a couple of cops, but you know, and they had the cool centibites for it. I like the you know the bartender centibite, the DJ centibite with his CDs the in his CDs. head. Oh. <laughs> it's so nineties. It oh, is my. so nineties. It's so dated. Ready he had a flip time. phone. Uh, he had a flip phone company. Yeah, right. Yeah, Doc. Come on. Well, Doc. why does Pinhead suddenly have the power to create centibites? That's what I don't get. You know. Yeah, just, that, I mean, I think there's. Just I know. issues with the background of... I, I get it. It's it. just that one and two are a certain way. And then that's like my problem with Saw 7. 
Like, you know, the the rest of Saw, to me, is an intelligent series. Then you get the seven, it's like, white, how, why, what the fuck? Doesn't, that, that's like what this is. The, the contrasting of, of the other movies that came previous and then this. It just, it, it's too many head-scratching things, you know? It you know, what are you going to do? It's funny. And, and it think, like, as Brandon said, as a standalone movie, it's fun. As part of the series, you're, there's, you're like, why? And you get a little bit more pissed off. But like I said, yeah. I, I, I like four more than I like, uh, maybe a notch more than I like three. Well, four is more, feels more connected to the first two because it's, you know, it's the origins and you, you get a lot on the, on the box. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah, on the box. Yeah. A lot on the box. Yeah. yeah. I open it, she came. Yeah. That's why, <laughs> and I think that's why I think the four, the first four you could kind of package together. First two the three and four but yeah in order I'd, I'd, I'd say it goes like one two four and three for me now was awesome. there any specific reason why part three didn't continue the kirsty tiffany storyline was there anything in the documentary about that it was no there, I, and there was no documentary for part three so i, I, think, I, just... I think it was to broaden i think they wanted to get a bigger audience i think the goal was let's take it out of this not make it so dark lighten it up make it more freddy-esque and, and deliver it to the main, the masses, and I think yeah, that's they, they, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, fucking okay. thanks, thanks again, Freddie. Yep, because <laughs> that's what it was. All those ridiculous Cenobites coming out, and the way they were doing it, how the guy had a camera and he was saying, "Get ready for your close up." It was all fucking Freddie lines. It thanks was just for, over five minutes ago. I didn't think JP being turned. I don't think JP should have been turned into a Cenobite. Uh, and then and then I thought no. he didn't even look like him. When he was a Cenobite. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. I was like, who who the hell is that? Yeah, you didn't I, think that? I thought he looked the most like his character. Oh my god. No, and how, why and why yeah. did Terry get turned into a Cenobite? That makes zero sense. Yeah. Like I thought she was he was gonna take her places because he took her hand, and that's the last we saw. He's like, Come here, I'm gonna help you out, get out of this miserable life. Well, I guess in a way that does kind of make sense that he she becomes um something better than what she is. She's a servant of fucking Leviathan. She became, now, she became Deep Throat Cenobite Part 2 just with a cigarette in her hole. Yeah, they, you're right. And, and they don't talk about Leviathan anymore. It's like Pinhead is the, no, is the devil. And, and yeah. the whole, uh, you mentioned it earlier again, Brandon, again, I don't want to sound like we're break, uh, a broken record, but the whole like good Elliot or Doug Bradley character versus yeah. like Hellraiser. It just sucked. Yeah. It looked like they just wanted to make sure they could do that merge scene where it looks like they're sucking face with one another and that special effect. Like uh, like and the scanners, or like but not like good. Freddy Five, yeah. Or Lisa Wilcox, yeah, Freddy Five. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Here's what I want. Well, I'll say this: seeing JP and and owning this club and the life that he led. When I first saw this movie, that's when I decided that if I ever fucking hit the lottery, I was gonna own a nightclub because that would have been me, not like an asshole, but. <laughs> Yeah, I not, always, not, not like somebody who murdered your parents and then... Not that like, at all. Not even <laughs> using women. Just have a roses. But just, <laughs> a just fucking owning a club thinking about how much tail you could freaking pull. He was constantly. the original Bachelor before The Bachelor came on TV giving right. out roses. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> he probably ripped off the... the yeah, he was the original Bachelor. The Bachelor ripped off Hellraiser 3. Look at that. Wow. That's, that's major fucking news right there. The Bachelor did rip off Hellraiser 3. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? They probably figured nobody remembers that movie. Yeah. And I thought for a second he was going to become like somewhat decent JP because he had that whole like argument. Pin. No, that's just evil. Yeah. That's what you did, man? That's just evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different. Yeah, that was fucking. Shut up, JP. <laughs> yeah, shut up, JP. <laughs> yeah, why am I picturing Mexican JP right now? I don't know. <laughs> 
because I could really go for a gordita. <laughs> and he said, come to daddy in this movie, too. JP said it when he was trying to lure fucking Terry to him to go to the thing. Again, I guess just again, like we're weird for they it's had to do some line. sort of connection. I know, but there's nothing about the first two in this movie. It was almost a little awkward to see it. They but should have just used the Ferris Bueller line and been like, do you have a kiss for daddy? <laughs> oh shit okay here's one why would fucking Joey just leave the fucking lament configuration on top of her TV remember when fucking Terry finds it it's just sitting on top of the TV <laughs> don't you think if you came across something like that and you knew what it was you would probably just not leave it fucking on top of your television set that you would keep it like maybe next to you or something it's just it was so so convenient oh yeah. it's like she left us here oh it's gonna you know what I mean it's just I don't know I kind of yeah. got a kick out of that. And how she got so upset that Joey was moving. Thanks a lot, liar. She fucking threw a shit fit, moved out yeah. of the fucking house, called her own just because she heard she was moving. Who gives a fuck? As long as she gets her the job at the TV station, who she gives got, a fuck if she's moving? She had, like, free room and board. Right. Yeah, they were, like, <laughs> best buddies. Then she hears a voicemail, and it's like, okay, that's it. I'm going to Pinhead. <laughs> that's all it took. <laughs> I felt oh. like my rating was kind of high for this. I'm, they were talking about it more. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to knock it down a notch. Oh, I, that's funny. I was just thinking that. Like, I, I had a rating. I'm like, I might take it down a half a point. Well, do we have anything else? No, see, this movie doesn't have anything else. That's the thing. It, it's fun. It's fun to watch. And and some people might be disappointed. Maybe they say it's not fun because of their love for the first two. But I, I will say that it, there is some fun to be had. The, the massacre sequence is fun. Yeah, there's stupid parts, too. But even though the ending is totally cheesy... Like, it sets it up like, oh, okay, if they're going to do another one, at least they're going to, it's going to be in this big building that is totally modeled after the Lament configuration. But no, oh, then, yeah. they, then they right. decide to go back to the first two and let's do an origin story. It's like, well, they the do franchise have, they is do have kind the of a building part in uh, one of the segments, though. In, in the in Bloodline. Bloodline is do they? The, Bloodline's the, uh, the origin, and then it cuts to yeah. like more of a, a present day, and it's in the, right? it, it takes place in the building. From, oh, it does. It's okay, supposed then to be a take I, on yeah. that, and then and then there's I'm, the space option. I'm there. totally. We just watched it this year. Brandon and I both watched it for yeah. the fucking Twenty Two Shots show. I know we watched it. Yeah, <laughs> we did I mean, watch it. <laughs> somehow forgot that. I'll tell you what. This movie is okay if you're sitting around one day and you just feel like revisiting a Hellraiser movie and you don't want to deal with the heaviness of one and two it's late at night or something you just feel like seeing pinhead because he still puts up some good lines and there's still some fun to be had but to watch one two and then three like we had to do for the show i think it makes the movie seem worse than it actually is yeah like in pairs it, yeah, yeah definitely she calls him pinhead in this yeah, yeah. she does and, call and, him pinhead and that, they should they, that should have been a fan name I don't think they actually should have called him Pinhead in the movie. I don't think maybe she meant it that way, but it's what else could you call him? She's trying to be a smart ass. All right, Pinhead. You know what I mean? Like Pincushion. Pincushion would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Spike. Spike. <laughs> Spike. Nail <like> face. <laughs> when she killed him, she should have gone, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's say, let's say we rate this thing. I'll go first again. I've gone first all night. Even, all right, even, you want you want to go first? Even cutting off Lauren, I may as well cut you guys off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I get if it's good enough to do to her, it's good enough to do to you guys. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I might even be coming in high, but I kind of feel bad going too low, and I don't know why. But again, maybe I was too hard on it because of the experience of one and two right before. So 
I'm I'm gonna stick with this is the same rating I also gave fucking Bloodlines six six out of ten. I had it rated a little bit higher. I think I'm giving it a six and a half. Yeah, and I actually had it rated a tiny bit higher than that. But like I said, I was gonna knock off a half a point, and I think I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna come in at six and a half. So I did have it at right a seven as well, uh, Brandon. Yeah, but, uh, I had it at a seven. And just I'm like, talking about it, I'm like, you know what? And I didn't. I started it again today. But I just didn't have enough time. So, yeah, I didn't get a chance to. Re- I actually started one and two. I kind of watched one and two, like jumping around from scenes, just listening to it and watching random parts. But part three, I didn't rewatch. And that says something. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay, so that's it. Hellraiser trilogy out of the way. Uh, we're gonna do our our emails and voicemails quick, and then we be the fuck out. But before we do, like before okay. anything else, I'll just say if we did do bloodlines, that would have I would have given that a seven. Seven out of ten, maybe seven and a half out of ten, but we didn't officially do it, so I'll have to come back to that. What'd you give it, Dave? Six? You know what? I may have given it a six and a half, but it was either a six and a six and a half. Definitely yeah, I no think I, I, I think no I was more. in that same. I, I actually might have given it a, a five and a half or six, but again, I watched that one almost as a standalone. hadn't seen the first three in a while, so it's like probably think higher of it watching it with maybe one and two. You know what? Maybe we'll do a JP once. Not the JP from the movie, but uh, the <laughs> real JP. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll come back to the series and, and do fucking parts four, five, and six one day. Because I admit, I have not seen them. I saw half of Inferno, and I've not seen one other minute of any other Hellraiser movie. Oh, oh, see, I, li- I actually like Hellseeker. Yeah? That's the one I, when Kirsty comes back? Yeah. I yeah. actually enjoy that one. As, again, as a standalone film. It's got, what's his name, um, Dean Winters. Pinhead. <laughs> what's that guy, what's that guy with, the, with the points coming out of his head <laughs> they look like pins hey did you guys know that it was a different female Cenobite in part 1 and part 2 it was not the same chick what it looks the exact Isn't it same weird? Yeah, it's, it's not, not Sinead not O'Connor at all. <laughs> it's not Sinead O'Connor wait wasn't Terry the female Cenobite in 2 <laughs> no no she was not <laughs> she was three sorry <laughs> oh three <laughs> yeah one and two different girl the first one didn't like the fucking things and she whatever whatever it is it wasn't a great experience for her she didn't want to come back for two so they got a new girl and the new girl is on the leviathan the the dock the whole thing but the other one never came back and yeah isn't that for years i thought it was the same person yeah so much opportunity couldn't they have gone back and explored the origins of some of these cenobites wouldn't you like to have known why butterball looked the way butterball did I hear you. I don't know. You know, Chatter was supposed to be considered like the family dog. Like his character, he's like the dog. Like the fucking, their pet. He's just like, yeah, he's just a a, a monster. You know what I mean? And that's it. But huh. whatever. Sick him. You know what I mean? Sick him, Chatter. Like that type of thing. <laughs> but whatever. Okay. We're going to take a break? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back because we're professional like that. See you on the other side of this music. Okay, guys, we're back. We're going to do emails and voicemails quickly, and we're going to be out. And, yeah, it's I think it's going to be a pretty long show. So, yeah, yeah, we're clocking in over three hours tonight. Yeah. So, okay, um, we're going to go back in time a little bit because it's been a long time since we've been here together. <laughs> this this comes from fucking – this comes from the, the 20th of December, and uh, this is just the top ten list that was emailed to us from our, our friend James Cox. So I'm going to read that off. 
my top 10 horror movies of 2016. And I'm going to do it backwards because that's just the way to do it. Number 10, 31 slash Road Games. What's Road Games? Anybody know? Road Games is a remake of Road Games. Like Funny Games was games, a remake no, of Funny Games? Yeah, well, Road Games is is yeah, a remake of the one that was with, um, I thought it was Jamie Lee Curtis and... Uh, it was Jamie, Stacey Keach. Stacey Keach, thank you. What, was it a remake, though? Or, I thought it was supposed to be an update. Yeah, I didn't see I'm it. Not sure if it I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure if it is a remake, but, but I was actually going to say it's a remake of Road Games just to... As a jerk, too? Yeah. You keep going. And <laughs> I've never seen check. either. You haven't seen the original Road Games? Oh, I don't even know if I've ever even heard of it. <laughs> to be honest with you. It's a horror movie? A thriller. Yes, horror okay. thriller. Okay. All right. Anyway, that's 1031 slash road game. So we actually did a, a Brandon cheat and did 11. Um, okay. Number nine, Southbound. Number eight, Woo-hoo! The Greasy Strangler. Ooh. <laughs> that fucking movie. Number seven, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yay. Number six, Hush. Yay. Number five, The Invitation. <laughs> Yay. Number four, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see a lot. You don't, that's not making many lists. So. No, it's not, but it's well-deserved. Good movie. It is. Number three, I Be the Witch Who Lives in the Woods. Yeah, clickety-clackety, the it's witch. number three. It was your number three. Right, right. It's my number, number five. Number two. The Conjuring 2. Nice. Go and, yeah, yeah, for sure. And number one, Don't The Neon it. Demon. Okay, good. Yeah. So he's listening to the right show. I mean, straight up, he's, he's, a, he's listening yeah, to the right show. You just got to get rid of that Greasy Strangler. Yeah, some people like it, man. Some people I'd, even like put, it. I'd even put Don't Breathe above the Greasy Strangler. I, I yeah, I, I don't blame you. But it, ha- <laughs> it has made some top ten lists. Some people really like that movie. It's just you either get it or you don't. I still will say that I think we can get together and make a fucking better movie. We're going to get together and make a movie. You guys like, are going to make a great movie. I'm going to make it shittier and then get criticized on the internet about it. <laughs> we forgot to ask Lauren if she would start in it. Oh, that's right. Well, we'll get her back just for that. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. He goes on to say, I only saw 36, pardon me, 35 2016 movies. And missed a couple I know, almost certainly would have made my top ten. The Wailing and Train to Busan. He didn't see them, but he's pretty certain they'd make his top ten. So that's, hey, nothing wrong with that. But oh well, at least I managed to put one together. Cheers, guys. Keep up the sterling work. Nice, man. That, that, that was meant for you guys. Sterling work. He meant the subpar work for me. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the Ram Man. Abraham Ram. Happy New Year. Hey, guys, I'm writing to wish you a happy new year, but more importantly, I'm writing because I've been meaning to tell you guys just how thankful I am that Exploding Heads was around to make 2016 a tolerable year. Also, I'd like to congratulate you guys on episodes 23 and 27, which I consider to be the high points of the podcast and which I think are on the same level as some of my all-time favorite podcast episodes. Episodes which include Banana Lazer's Exorcist Review, episode 45, and the Skeleton Crew's Halloween Movie Awards, episode 36. Wow. Wow. Nice. Yes. Hope you guys keep on going for years to come. Best regards, the Ram Man. Thank you, Mr. Ram. 
<laughs> Thanks, Mr. homie. Mr. Man. Se- <laughs> Senior Ram Man. That's Thank awesome. You, Thank you. Thank is you. That, is Ram his middle name? Is it Abraham Ram Man? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to even venture, I guess. Yeah. Mr. Ram Man. Always a, always a good supporter. And, and Yeah. We love him. Okay. Evil Taylor Hicks is back. <laughs> yeah. Hellraiser episode. Okay. Here we go. I wanted to let you know that I'm enjoying the hell out of the solo casts, but I'm really looking forward to your Did you first. Listen to re- mine, especially <laughs> Brandon's, especially Brandon's. But I'm really looking forward to your first return to the group format. Now that I know you're going to be covering my all-time favorite horror flick, Hellraiser. The Ram Man's a big Hellraiser guy too, so I think nice. he makes him happy tonight. Yeah. I've loved this movie ever since I was a kid, and I've only grown to appreciate it more as I've gotten older. I'll admit that I'm a bit nervous to hear Brandon's take, since he admitted to thinking the franchise is a bit overrated. I'll allow that 2 has its flaws, and that Part 3 is, well, just not great. But I would put the original up against anything else in the genre that comes before or after. That's. I hope he's not mad at me that I came in higher on Part 2. Well, no, I'm, hey, I'm, eight and a half and nine. That's two great scores. They're great fuck, films. Fuck yeah, dude. When yeah. I was talking overrated, I honestly, I had Hellraiser 2 on Netflix rated three out of five stars because I rate the movies after I watch them. I had it rated three out of five for part wow. two. And wow. now it would be four and a half out of five. Fuck. Nice. Yeah. I actually had one rated higher. I had one four out of five stars, which means it would have been eight out of ten, which I also came up a little higher on. See? So I did come up higher on, on both. It's good stuff. Yeah. Nice. And they basically what he says is pretty much what we Christian and I say. We're probably we're right on par with his ratings. In his yeah. Opinion. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Okay. But I realized that the great part about horror is that it's subjective and that different movies will affect people in different ways. We celebrate our differences in this community, which is why I love it so much. So with that in mind, I have a favor to ask of either Dave or Christian. If during your discussion of the original Hellraiser, Brandon has anything negative to say about the movie? <laughs> it would really mean a lot to me if one of you would say, "Fuck you, Brandon. You're wrong and you're a piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brandon. It's funny that that he mentioned that this be done today, considering it was already done this morning. <laughs> I woke up to this. Oh, wow. But then at the end, he says hugs and kisses. You piece Brian, of shit. Wait, this is still evil, Taylor Hicks. Hugs and kisses from Evil Taylor Hicks. You, you, yes, hugs yeah. and kisses, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's so there awesome. You go. So, yeah, so it's okay. So thank you, uh, Mr. Taylor Hicks. Funny Good enough, man. I probably said more negative than Brandon said just because the goal was I like to pick these things apart, but I still love these movies. It's like the yeah, Friday it's funny. The you, you ripped it. You ripped apart too. Pretty good. Yeah. But it's yeah, because well, I've watched I, it so much, just like Friday the 13th. I'll rip Friday the yeah. 13th apart. I love them still. True. True. I, exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's not going to affect my rating. If I, yeah. yeah. Sometimes flaws knock a film down. Sometimes they don't. There's no such yeah. thing as a flawless film. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells you. We all have flaws. That's right. Even our favorites do. Our favorite people, our favorite songs, albums. Our favorite, our favorite solo casts. Movies, solo cast, <laughs> I'm gonna beat this <laughs> actors and actresses. Everybody has a flaw. <laughs> right? Losing my mind. Indeed. Don't you worry about it. Okay, here we go. Um, Mine is I have this 10 inch scar on my penis. It's. 
<laughs> nice. Very good. <laughs> okay, now this one, I hope you guys remember I sent this to you. This was sent on, uh, what do you call it? This was sent to me through message, and it required a little bit of uh, looking. So he sent it to me, so I'm going to say, hey, Dave, because that's what it said. But firstly, I want to wish you a happy new year. I also want to wish the Exploding Heads a belated congratulations on your anniversary. Nice. I didn't realize... What? I was just saying thank nice. you. Oh, thank you. Nice. Yeah. I did not realize my previous email was sent the same day as the recording of the show. You have listeners in Canada who, as Christian knows, are very loyal. Even though Brandon makes fun of us, we'll excuse him because he's from Jersey. <laughs> Poor Brandon. Uh, I had another question for the podcast. I love it. <laughs> you do. If you could think of a horror movie or movies that are considered classics and were made in another time, maybe another decade, and were the exact same films, would they still be classics or crap? Also, if there's a horror movie or movies that are shitty, would they still be shitty or even good in another time period? I want to exclude remakes and stick to the original film. For example, would films like The Shining or Halloween be the classics they are if they were made in the 90s or 2000s or today? Is a classic a classic because it's still effective and holds up in different eras? What do you, pardon me, what or how do you guys define a classic horror film and could you give a top five? Maybe. Let's also assume there are no copycat films either. Thanks, Jim from Toronto. Here, I think he stole my answer, really, but when he referenced Halloween, I even talked about it on, on my solo cast that you're easy. because it came first, it's considered a classic. It's a great film, don't get me wrong, but if that film was made after Friday... Or it made to if it was made after Friday by Carpenter, it would probably still get a classic status. But if it was made today, I don't think so. I say Friday the same thing. I was using Friday as my example. If Friday came out in like 1990, I worry that I might like it, but it would have seemed it would seem like uh, like Bon Jovi coming out in 1990. <laughs> I disagree with you guys. I'll tell you why. Because Halloween and Friday. Nothing else would exist nowadays unless those movies were here to begin with. You know what I mean? Halloween, its existence alone is what makes it what it is. Like, there would be no movie now that to, to compare it to Halloween because there was only one Halloween. And there was only yeah, one Friday the 13th. They were trends. So people would have looked to Black Christmas. No, but okay. But you're Doesn't saying. Matter. I, I know what you're saying. You're, you're taking it even deeper. You're going like deep. You're doing Dr. Chenard like fucking brain surgery. <laughs> but what I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're, you're going to leave the brain surgery now before finishing. Yeah. <laughs> I was just taking it like Halloween still existed, but Friday the 13th now came out in 1990. And, and, I and think, the slasher phrase just didn't happen is what you're going to say? No, no, the no, no. The whole face no. of war is different? He, he, no, I'm saying that Friday, Halloween came out. I'm still, I think like, remember, we talked about to All Good Night. Prom Night was still being made. Prime Light was still in production when Friday the 13th came out. Terror Train was in production. Just more of them came out because of the success of Friday the 13th and then all these subsequent slasher films. But I'm just saying Friday the 13th got transplaced into 1990. So we didn't... That one was the one that came out. I don't know if it would have been a hit because you would have had Halloween, Prom Night, and then possibly a few other slasher movies to carry you through. I, I'm not saying that that would have changed the whole course. We're not talking about the flex capacitor here. You're just talking about the film itself. The film itself. So yeah. everything else itself, exists. 
Nothing else can exist without that film existing. Well, that, and you're that's, 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 that's how you're, you're defining a classic. Then you're defining a classic by by its impact on what came after, and that's not what makes necess- it a classic, and not necessarily the overall quality of the film. That's part of what makes it a classic. That's why To All a Good Night is not the classic that Friday is, even though it did the same things as Friday, because it's simply not as good. But Friday, Halloween started what it started. Black Christmas started what it started. Halloween started what it started. Halloween, I love Halloween, but it's like everybody is. It's just, it might be the most overrated film. I dis- disagree completely. It might be my fucking very, very favorite horror film. Yeah, I don't, I don't so, consider it overrated either. At all. I, I just worry, like, I agree, though, with Brandon. Like, I see what you're saying now, and that takes the question in a whole different route. If Halloween was moved to, like, 1988, would it be still considered a classic? It's hard to tell, because if you're saying that without that movie, none of the slasher genre would have taken off, then... And how do we know none of the slasher would have taken off? How do we know that? Because you got to base it on another movie. But we I mean, had Black Christmas as the original. That's like saying yeah, if nobody Zeppelin wasn't there, heavy metal wouldn't years. exist. If Zeppelin didn't exist, heavy metal wouldn't exist. At some point, someone would have come up with a heavy rift. And it would have just been accredited I, to somebody else. I get that. I, I, I do get that. But let me just look at Friday the 13th did something that the others didn't do. They, they implemented the soundtrack and they had the gore and they had the fucking mystery with the reveal at the end. Which other slashers had not done. You've seen Proto's? You know, we've seen what we saw out of Italy and things like that. So no one else had done what Friday had done at that time. And then people saw that it was a hit. Friday admitted we ripped off Halloween. They admitted it, right? But we, they added this and that and they did it. And then everybody saw Friday and they said, we're going to rip off Friday. So if Friday never came and ripped off, admittedly ripped off Halloween, then there would not have been the slasher craze. So if you That's reverse all. Friday and Halloween, Friday comes out 78, Halloween comes out 80. Is Friday the all-time classic number one film? And Halloween is just like a really good film that people love no because halloween is the better film because of the, the way michael's presented and because of the soundtrack that's why the faceless killer and seeing him and all that stuff was done and i hate to knock on friday because when we get to the slasher show you'll see how much i love these movies that they're neck and neck but i'm just saying that halloween just has something with that killer of michael myers the way he looks and, and like i said the soundtrack and the things like that and i don't know and if Black Christmas was what it was, think about this. Black Christmas did do something by having the people in the house and having the killer sneak in and then them bumped off one by one, kind of in a way, but in different way. But Black Christmas came out in 74, and then you didn't see anything else like it until fucking 78. Yeah. And then you didn't see anything else until a year well, it was later. in Canada, so, which wasn't even a country yet back then. Uh, fuck that. Hey. Oh, but this, Black Christmas, this, Chris. This question could drive you insane. It, it, like it just—it yeah. really can. Does it, it, does Halloween's rating go down for you if you're looking at it strictly as a film versus its influence on everything else? No, like not it, for me. It does not because when I watch it on Halloween night, and especially this week, this this year when I watch it on Halloween night, when I finished for the first time in my life after proclaiming The Shining and The Exorcist are my first two favorite movies, and Halloween was number three for the first time ever. When the credits hit, I said to myself, "You know what?" I think that is the fucking my, my favorite horror movie ever. That's the way so it made me. It, I it's get a, it's a 10 out of 10 either way for you. It's always been. It's been a 10 out of 10 since the first time I, I saw it. Yeah. So, okay. I think it's hard to separate anyway because of its influence. I agree. This you know. question is just really tough to answer, and there's so <laughs> many parts to it. You know, I mean, because he said something about 
would a crappy film still be a crappy film? That, I think that's an easy answer. I'd say yes. I think a shit film is a shit. I don't give a fuck if The Greasy Strangler was made in 1974 or fucking 1984 or 2016. It's still fucking shit to me. Yeah, yeah you know, honestly, a shit... I, I Actually, no, I kind of disagree. Some of the shittier films made today, not The Greasy Strangler, but some of them might have been more tolerated back then. Because, look, we have a lot of cheesy, shitty 80s slashers, but we like them because we love you're the right. time frame. That's, but, you're right. That's why 80s slashers are fucking king to me. Because even if you watch an 80s slasher, as long as you're, if you're alone, it may, it might, it's not as fun if it's bad. But if you watch it with like-minded people, one or two other guys, if you sit down and watch an 80s slasher, you're guaranteed a good time. Because, one, it's either going to be great as a movie, and if it's not great, it's going to end up being so bad it's good and you're going to have laughs. Yeah, like I recently watched The Final Terror for our slasher cast. and It, it sucked. Was, yeah, I didn't love it. it. I gave it a five. I was very indifferent about it. If that film – and a five, I think, is a high score. If that film came out today – because people love it. They have it in their collection. Not love it, but they, they like it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. criticized for its low body count, but – but if that came out today, that would be considered like probably one of the biggest disappointments of the year what, for what, what movie again? Final Terror. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get that one confused with um, just before dawn. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't like that either. Yeah. But I'm gonna watch it again this year and see if maybe I can I can be changed on it. Yeah. But what if Saw what if Saw came out in like '85? I think it would have blown people. It would have been even better. Yeah, people yeah. would have been blown away. I think yeah. if you took yes. a saw and put it there, Insidious and put it there, Conjuring and put it there, uh, it would have well, blown people away. You can't. I was blo- I'm still blown effects. away by Saw. I st- I love it. I agree. I, I think it's too. underrated. You can't you can't take a movie now with the CG and put it in 1985 because then you know it's going to blow people away because they've never seen effects like that before, good or bad. I mean, like Insidious or something. You know what I mean? It's hard well, okay, to say. Well, use, even just use the practical part of the Insidious. I, right. I mean, hell. Right. Like, I mean, that was pretty much boring from Poltergeist for True. for the most part. But I, I still think it would have been a, a huge hit. If Poltergeist was released in 2017, I think it would still be a fucking hit. Because people complain. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, people complain that you don't see movies anymore where you care about the family and things like that. That's things that from the 80s that are missed now. So I think if something like that came, it would blow people away. Like, yes, finally a movie. The thing is, you'd be saying that it's something like from out of the 80s. It's hard to compare, mm-hmm. you know? I think if Hellraiser came out now, it would have been a hit. Let's say there's no I, Hellraiser. Or no. Fi- I think if Hellraiser came out now as a brand new movie, people will oh, herald boy. it as the next new thing. I agree. But if it it's came out a remake, people would be like, oh, fuck, you just cash it. Like, the remake would get shit like we talked about earlier. Yet if Hellraiser, as the movie we saw in 1987, came out this year, Maybe with some updated. Now that we know that the, the effects could be updated a little bit, like from the from the prat, from the um, visual effects side of things, uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, people would have been blown away. Yeah, and it would probably spawn a much better overall franchise today. And I think that the franchises as a whole are are kind of tighter now. Yeah. And it's in that a video drum, but video drum, the downfall of video drum is in its name and in the some of the yeah. content with the VHS beta style stuff because uh I mean maybe it would play f- from a retro standpoint well yeah. now, but I, I think uh, the the ideas there were so ahead of its time that it's still ahead of its time now. <laughs> you would have to I, set I it agree with that. I agree with that. I think it's still ahead of its time. Yeah. I still I, don't know. I'm still yeah. not 100% sure what I watched. I got to watch it again. I like I've only it, seen it but once. I like it. 
<laughs> yeah, it definitely it. needs like multiple viewings. And I'll say there's two more movies. The Exorcist and The Shining, of course, my two favorites. I think that they're timeless as well. The thing is, The Exorcist kind of created its own thing because every Exorcist the movie since that movie, it's just like, like I said about Halloween, it's unfair to put it in now because those movies wouldn't exist without The Exorcist. So if it didn't exist and it came out now, imagine that. Imagine if we saw anything that, that came after The Exorcist, the last exorcism, exorcism of Emily Rose, and then The Exorcist came out. The way that was presented, I think it would still fucking blow blow the fucking doors off, man. I'm not sure about that with The Exorcist. But keep in mind, the other He's Exorcist movies... The, the beginning. If you take that beginning part out, Brandon. Right. Cut take right out the, the pea soup. There you go. Come on. You 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 keep in fucking cross-turbation, you know? You no gotta no other movies that fat Jesus, 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 fat still terrifying when i see the flash of the demon like the devil when i see that flash still it's still terrifying oh, it's awesome. day fuck still terrifies me yeah so let me just say this before we wrap this thing up he has his own list here's a top five classic it changes way too often for me this is what he put timeless movies the shining psycho the exorcist friday the 13th halloween the cabinet of dr caligari just to represent the old school I'm going to ask the question, so I may as well throw my list in there. So he kind of agrees with what we said. Although, did we agree on it on Friday and Halloween? I don't know. I mean, I think yes, but again, it can't exist with It's hard to, it's hard, like, I I can argue no, but like, it just sounds dickish to say no. I don't think it sounds dickish. I just think you have to take it from my perspective where those other movies wouldn't exist without it being there anyway. So it's, it's unfair almost to, you know, I don't think it's dickish. No. Like, it's if you think the slasher prickish. thing would have happened? Prickish? Yeah. I, I can buy prickish. Okay, yeah. Why, you don't like dickish. dickish? I like dickish. I don't think you're being a dick. I think you're being a prick. Yeah, I, I get What's that. A pickle? Yeah. What's a pickle? <laughs> hey, you know, she. we got some good laughs out of her. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, we did. She's great, dude. I'll tell you what. I wrote a real quick thing. Here's the movies I think is time, that are timeless. I don't know if you did, but I had a short thing here. Halloween, Friday the 13th. The Exorcist. I did put them there. Then Alien, The Thing, Rosemary's Baby, Evil Dead, and The Witch, I think, are all timeless. The Witch, obviously, because it's a period piece anyway. The Thing and Alien, you could put that in any time. The Thing for sure, man. No question. Yeah, Alien too. People on a ship. It takes place in the future anyway. It could have been in any fucking time. Rosemary's Baby... That's a classic thing. A pregnant woman being fearful of what the fuck's going on inside in a cult, that's timeless to me. You know, yeah, that's I, always going to be. I'm talking about, like, if you want to talk true timeless, I'm talking about the thing to play now. And really, the only thing that dates that motherfucking movie is the video game, that chess video game that he plays with the graphics. True. Otherwise, the look of the film, everything. If you're, again, if you're not, no, if you don't know who Kurt Russell is, let's say. Or the fact of how, like, I mean, you could put that put that movie, at, release it this year, and it would still be like, oh, this movie's perfect. It plays out. That's how I look at it. Like, if I put Friday okay, the 13th up that's right fair. now, if I put Friday the 13th up right now, I'd say, like, no, that looks dated. But the thing, boom. You're talking about the look of the film. What about necessarily the content of the film? Look at yeah. something like um, well, Night, of the, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. I've changed still, my argument still, like 15 times during this discussion. Yeah. I was, I was gonna call say Night of the Living Dead a very relevant <laughs> film even to this day, which is kind of sad. Um, Dawn and Day, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
Don't oh. Look Now, I think, is a film that, that holds up. I mean, it's just, you know, the whole story is just tragic and it's it's timeless. It doesn't matter when, you, you know, when it takes place, the fact that it's, you know, dealing with the loss of a family member. I have to watch that this year. That's on my list. See, next show we're bringing our list of movies that we haven't seen or only seen once. Uh, I, I, I really hope you love the film as much as I do. I, I always, I, it really, really haunting to me. What about Carrie? Uh, other than like the the, the actual completely music. relevant, yeah, completely relevant. Yeah, completely kind of, carries a bit like the coming of the oh, it's I yeah. Well, look at it this way: they remade it, and people shit on it. But why did they shit on it? Because the original was there, yeah. and it was unnecessary. It was said, but if there was no original and it came out now, because uh, yeah, there's I don't that, know. that's a standalone style of movie about that. <laughs> All the movies that have followed have been kind of like. Well, I kind of want to do an update of Carrie, like I don't like right. in that vein or, or whatnot. But no, I, I think that would have worked perfectly. But that's why he said to exclude fucking remakes and there's no copycat films. See, there you go. We could we, we forgot to put that in a whole conversation. Let's also assume there are no copycat films either. So there you go. The slasher craze would not have happened. Put that into the equation and talk about Friday and Halloween. If that never happened, well, we could do a whole this... show on that. <laughs> well, if that never happened and Halloween came out, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this? This is amazing. This so it would be go. an even better film than it is now." So we forgot to, even though I read it, we didn't. Yeah, put that I didn't. Into I didn't the... think of it either. There you go. So we agree. If Friday and Halloween came out now, they would blow people away still because how stupid would we all Halloween. be? Like where we'd be like horror film fans, but we've never thought about making a slasher film. <laughs> like the idea of a slasher like what's a slasher right isn't that weird to even consider even right. though even though after the whole last couple of months i still have no idea what the hell a slasher is <laughs> yes we do we'll talk about that next show we got it now yeah but jaws good call christian i agree that's a shark no, it, attacking Time it's, a, sure. it's a great freaking it's a great freaking question and it's a thought-provoking question because you could keep going on and on and on and go all, down all these avenues like i said you could go mad by thinking overthinking it but no, definitely, uh, definitely a cool question. It is a great question. Yeah. We could go on and on, but we can't. So, <laughs> but yes, thank you for that. Um, okay, we just have a couple of voicemails. Hey guys, Anthony Grisanti here from Chicago. Uh, first off, I just want to say congrats on episode twenty-five. Loved it. Great stuff. You guys are the best. And secondly, uh, thanks for answering my question about your favorite standalone flashers. I really love you guys' list. I just had a quick question. So I work in a rail yard, and I was curious, what are you guys' favorite horror films that take place on trains or that have anything to do with trains? And, yeah, that's it. Uh, can't wait to hear what else Season 2 has in store, and thanks again. Okay. First of all, thank you yeah, again, thank Anthony. Anthony. Thank because you. Because you got this whole slasher thing fucking started, and... Here we go. Now, obviously, this was received before we even did the Terror Train episode, so that, that includes that. This was actually sent, because, you know, how long has it been since we've been together like this? This one was sent on um, December, still December, over a month ago, so yeah, December 21st. So that's why what he was talking about, you know, that was before the year-end show came out, that was before Terror Train show came out, so yeah. But, yeah, train movies. I didn't bother, you know, I think this is, is, is pretty easy. I mean, we Midnight already discussed it. <laughs> Midnight Meat Train? Yeah, two that we've reviewed. Right. Midnight Meat Train and Terror Train. There, there's two right there. Night right? Train Murders. Night Train Murders? I haven't seen it. You never saw Night Train? I love it. And I've never seen Night Train to Terror. 
You know, I'm not sure if I've seen Night Train to Terror, but another another newer one, uh, Hal, I really liked. Oh yeah, I liked Hal. Did you see um, Hal, Christian? The werewolf. No, that movie? was like from two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple here. Strangers on a Train, although it's not really horror. It's Hitchcock. Call it what you want. It's thriller. You know. Great movie though. Yeah, yes. and um, you guys have any others? Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, yeah. No. How horrifying it is when they toss mama. <laughs> I don't know. I'm good. Okay, I got one. Snakes on a train. Was that good? Snakes on a train. Yeah. Did you ever see snakes on a train? I thought they were on a plane. <laughs> no, I'm not making a joke. I mean, I said it for comedic effect, but there is a movie called Snakes on a Train. <laughs> of course, it's you know how they make knockoff movies. Oh, now. it's a spoof. It's well, scary. no, it's not a spoof. It was, uh, you know, a fucking ripoff. You know, it's like an <laughs> asylum movie or something. So I saw it at Redbox one day. Snakes on a train. So I rented it, hoping that it would be so bad it's good. <laughs> nope. It was just so bad, which, yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying about nowadays. And I've said this on the show before, but I think it bears repeating. You can't do that now. There are no movies nowadays that are unintentionally so bad they're good. That's another reason the 80s rule. You don't see when's the last time you saw a movie? Tell me anything from the 2000s that you watched that they weren't trying to be bad, you know, like fucking Birdemic or fucking any of them ridiculous movies. You know, when's the last time you watched a movie and then you ended up having it been a treat because it was so bad it's good? Yeah, no, it's true because the intention back then was to make good movies and they didn't always turn out great, but you appreciated the effort and it added to the charm, even though but it was now bad. You, you, don't. you enjoyed it. Now you don't because. These people are almost intentionally trying to recapture that feel, and you can't you can't recapture it. I'm not even saying that. They weren't even trying to do that. They were honestly trying to make a good slasher movie, and you look at it, and it's fucking terrible, and the characters are goofy, or the, it just I don't back know. Back then, back then, you're talking about. Yeah, but they're still yeah. trying to make good movies now that end up sucking. But how come no, nowadays I don't, I don't, there's I don't never think humor? So in I it. think I think they're trying to make these these bad movies intentionally. Yeah, but like, we know that. That the Sharknados yeah, are made intentionally, but there's because no, there's no charm to those movies. Yeah. There's no charm um, to those movies like like the cheesy slashers have. But how? Okay, we've seen some bad slash. Okay, what's that movie that both of us hated? Ditch Day Massacre. Okay, neither of us liked that. Brandon or I, we watch, and it's a slasher. I, so I we, didn't rate it that low though. I think I gave it no. like a six or something. I didn't. I didn't hate it, but it I doesn't. Didn't hate it. Right. But but I get the impression they were trying. They I feel that one was they were trying to make a good slasher. And it right, could have been I'm a saying. good slasher. It missed the mark, though. But it's not going to capture the charm like the 80s did for bad movies. It's just not so bad it's good. But even when I was a kid running slashers in the 80s, even then they were so bad they're good sometimes. Yeah. We laughed at them. We made jokes to this day. We talk about these shitty fucking movies we watched. But now it's like it doesn't happen. Movies that are bad are just so bad now. There's nothing redeeming. There's not even unintentional comedy. It's just weird, and I don't. Know I think why. the I think the tone of of today's films are much more serious, so it kind of maybe affects that. I think you're right, but you I mean, would think look, at, look at a movie like Hellgate. Hellgate is such a horrible movie. It's bad. I, right. I mean, they're literally laughing as they're delivering their lines, <laughs> but yet people love it. And I, I don't. I don't love it. I don't hate it. But if that movie came out today, it would be on everyone's. Bottomless. It was one of the worst movies ever made. You're right. It's true. Anyway, I I went off on that, but I just I just can't figure it out. Even a slasher, you would think, like Ditch Day Match, you didn't like, or most well, likely this, to die. Look at, 
look at this shape. Oh. Look at both of them. Both of them are, even though most likely to die is a little bit less serious, both of them are, are kind of mean spirited. The slashers back in the 80s weren't as mean spirited. And as mean spirited. Maybe that's it. Okay. All right. All right, there, guys. There were some, but yeah. 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 All right. You agree, Christian, right? I mean, yeah. there's nothing now that's so bad it's good. It's a, it's a, fuck, it's a shame. Christian, you say whatever bad. you want at this point just to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, Christian, okay. That's not true. There are movies that, like, have you seen The Room? It's not a horror movie, but you've yeah, heard I've of seen The Room. room. Yeah, right? I've seen it. That guy thought he was making a good movie. I honestly do think he thought he was making a good movie. And it's yeah, a piece cause... of fucking shit that is so enjoyable because of how bad of a movie it is. It is, and the, yeah. and the first and the first pandemic. Supposedly, these guys think those ones are. are, are I think right. that's why they kind of work because those people really did think they were making good movies. Sharknado, they were trying to do what those guys were doing, right? But they knew that that's what they were doing. Whereas Birdemic, the guy actually thought he was making a good movie. The Room, he thought he was making a good movie. Deep down, these guys thought they were going to win awards for these movies. I really yeah. do believe that. I do believe that. Whereas Shark, <laughs> Sharknado, Sharknado, there's no way. They do they're making no. shit, and that's how it's always been sold. I wouldn't even watch a minute of those fucking movies. Oh, I hell no. I can't stand <laughs> Oh, hell no. Right. I watch them. I, I don't give a crap. I watch them, and they're I, ridiculous. I, and, I refuse to throw shade on them. I really fucking don't want... I, no, I don't like their existence. I don't like that fucking people that aren't even horror fans... They look forward to watching it on a fucking night. I'm like, why don't you watch a real horror movie? Why yeah. is a movie like this you. a piece of shit getting publicity and no one's talking about the invitation? That's why I don't watch it. As a horror fan, it's almost insulting to me that people throw shade on those movies, but not these. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm just taking it too serious. People know. want that mindless entertainment sometimes. Yeah. I hear you. But the thing about that movie, The Room and Bird Demac, I won't watch them either because even if they apparently they are so bad they're good, everybody's in on the joke. That's not... That doesn't intrigue me. It's well, intriguing when you and your two friends fucking are in on the joke and that's it. You know what I mean? We're not the whole world. Birdemic, I don't think anybody was in on the joke. And because of that, they made part two. So I'm like, oh, this can't be good because I just thought it was going to take the Sharknado route. But nope. The guy, it's horrible. It's like the guy didn't even learn from his mistakes. It's a different guy did it. I heard he tried to be funny in this one. He tried to be because they copied the whole shawarma scene like from, from the Avengers. But even that just fails so badly that you gotta watch it. Huh. I think it was the trailer for Birdemic too. But again, you're never gonna watch it because you don't want to burden yourself no. with films. But I don't. It's yeah, they were bad. Like Troll yeah, Two. I don't know. Troll Two. Fuck Troll Two because there's there's not there's one line in that movie with my friend. I I was so excited about Troll Two because I never heard of it. I'm going back to the message boards days. People were talking about it, right? So when I moved back home to Buffalo, I got my brother and my buddy who we always watch great movies together or movies that are so bad they're good from the 80s. We love it. We we fucking we everything we do is a joke. We're always cracking lines nonstop. We always have a blast. I was hearing people pimp this movie Troll 2 so bad, I fucking got the movie in. I said, guys, I hear this movie is fucking so bad, it's good. People say it. It's awesome. We got to watch it. We watched the movie. Nothing. I think I laughed at one fucking part. Nothing else about that movie was so bad. It was good. It was just bad, bad acting and a bad fucking movie. I was like, why is this movie so heralded? And I don't know. It's always left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, just bad acting. How was that? I don't know. It's just it's just not my humor, I guess. 
The, but one part was funny. The guy pulled up and the guy said to him, he goes like, hey. And he goes, he said it to a sheriff. There was a guy in a cop car. He's like, hey. He's like, can you tell me where there's any girls in this town? And the guy just looked at him and he said, girls. And he goes, God damn it. And he rolled out the window and pulled away. Now, that was funny because <laughs> the guy didn't hear. He said, God damn it. And that was his reaction and he pulled away. That to me is fucking so bad it's good. That, but why would that be his reaction? It's funny. But that was the only thing in that movie that was so bad it's good. Must but, have been really bad. It was bad. Okay, one last voicemail. Um, this is from somebody named Saul. Yes, hello. Hello. Is this the exploding head? Well, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for Brandon specifically. You see, I uh, I it, it's a it's a real long story. You see, my my name is Saul Saul Rosenberg, <laughs> and I have a real problem here. I, I was I found you guys by accident, but I, you see, I, I was on iTunes. I was looking for a uh, exploding hemorrhoids. You see, I got hemorrhoids bad. I mean, they're tearing the ass out of me. And I, no matter what I do, I, I can't get any help. And I, I heard Brandon talk about Dr. Lipschitz. <laughs> I can't find Dr. Lipschitz in the phone book, and I'm from New Jersey. So what gives, Brandon? I know that you know this person. I really need help. I, I went to, I, I was looking for exploding hemorrhoids, and I found exploding heads by accident. And I was listening for a little while, and you know, it, it was kind of entertaining, so I, I just kind of stuck with it. But, oh, oh, oh boy, oh, oh, oh God, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the hemorrhoids. I, I got them real bad. And I, I, I know that only Dr. Lipschitz can help me with this. So, Brandon, please, please tell me. I, I need to know, how can I find Dr. Lipschitz? Ah! Oh, God. Oh, I got to get going now. I, ooh, oh, get that bathtub ready. Ooh, oh, oh, God. Help me, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> that was a spot-on soul. And where did he film that? In a fucking bus shelter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Saul Rosenberg. <laughs> Poor guy. He wants Dr. Lipschitz. What can you oh, say? Oh, man. I hope, I hope Saul falls back again. I hope he Better does. call Saul, huh? Better call Saul. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I thought, I thought we'd go out on a high note. It's late. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get the hell out of here. Long-ass show. That's what happens. See what happens? We've been off all this time. we got three solo shows. We were on vacation. We come right back with a fucking tremendous long show for the ages. So we're out of here. We'll be back in show 31. We don't know what we're doing. It's only going to be one movie. We know that much. Maybe an old slasher. Maybe a new horror movie. I don't know. But Maybe neither. <laughs> maybe neither. Fuck, we could do what we want, right? Maybe yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, maybe fuck. Maybe we'll have another guest. Saul might fucking join us next show. Who knows? Rocky, <laughs> so, don't breathe. Rocky, don't breathe. Let's get her on the show. Rocky, don't breathe. <laughs> okay. Like on the serious tip, let's go. It's late. I know these guys got to sleep. I got to sleep. Shit. So thanks for listening. Episode 30. Good uh, to be back, guys. Yeah, it's good gr- to be back. Yeah, man. It's great to be back. Yes. Yeah. Let me pimp quick. Join the Facebook group page get on there we got a lot of people but how many people are commenting i don't know but i heard we're big in bangladesh though so (laughs) 
bang some comments out there, Bangladesh. Yes, yes. We love you long time. Yes. Everybody yep. gets a chance in the group, yeah. even yep. if your name is just a bunch of symbols. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, get on there, man. We're doing polls. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing all kinds of shit. Hey, we can't turn you guys away. Lauren marched for you guys. Yes. That's right. Yes. She did. Star, back end, back end, star. Yeah. Yeah, star, back end, star, back end. Do you know Squiggly House line, upside down umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my cousin. Oh, fuck. Oh. Okay, now that we've insulted everyone. (laughs) This guy's name's a division. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rate us on iTunes. Review us. We're going to be having a giveaway next show. I think we're at 40 now, so that means we're going to have some things going on here. So give us a five-star rating if you can. Write a review. Everything helps. We're moving up that ladder, so help us. Like the Jeffersons. I'm I'm moving down. (laughs) You guys are going up. And we'll see about that. Your show's going to end up being the number one downloaded show. <laughs> Just of because all of the controversy. <laughs> yes. I got to hear what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Yeah, we should put come up with fake accounts and just start and slam the fucking show. That was the most vile piece of whatever you said about Discord service. Yeah, well that's well that's why I, you know, look, I took the high road on this whole thing. I couldn't I couldn't be a hypocrite. I did the same thing to Discord service. But I learned from my mistake. Yeah, that's all right. Bill Boxtop, he'll fucking, he'll be nice with you. Bill's, no, we spoke privately already. Yeah, he's, see, he's a good guy. See what I mean? I, cause yeah, we're, we're all cool. Anyway, yeah, I won't pimp too much more. Do that, whatever. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. Enough, yeah. You guys know what's up. We appreciate everything. We love you. We're glad we're back. I guess we say good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. See you next show. Peace. <laughs>